Tim, did you already get a drink? What? Did you already get a drink? Yeah, I, okay. I peed, I got a drink, and I got a Fuck. glass of a bottle of water. God I told damn you it. I was going to get one. <laughs> Good evening. On behalf of Three Sheets Nation, the place where drinks come true, we welcome all of you to the podcast, Three Sheets to the Mouse. We are gathered here tonight around the adult beverages to share a drink, to share a thought, and to share news. We hope you enjoy our story tonight, Erections of Earth. I know it sounds sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And justice deliciously squared, be Hello everyone and welcome to episode 167 of Three Sheets to the Mouse, where the podcast that likes to focus on the adult side of Disney. From the parks to the movies to the dining, we'll cover everything Disney has to offer, including their drinks. I'm Mikey and tonight I'm joined by three guys that are celebrating New Year's all over again. <laughs> Adam? Happy February 758th! <laughs> Tim? Well, Chris is still like seven hours ahead of us, so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, and we have the international man of mystery, Chris Carter. <laughs> Woo, happy 37th of October. <laughs> Isn't it Schmatter Day at this point? Cinco de Schmatter Day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Saint, Happy Saint Cinco de Easter. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think I don't. We're think a multicultural this, I don't, I don't podcast. Think we are. Happy Schmatter Day for a bunch of Anglo's. <laughs> the thirty-first and Schmatter So grab yourself a a Boddington's and oh, let's no. talk the grown-up side of Disney. Listen, it was Chris. It was as quick as I could come up with something. From the UK, that's all I could get. Everybody who listens would understand. <laughs> Boddington's Ale. It's the only thing I come up with. Shorthanded. So, uh, as our uh, esteemed uh, colleague and, and and guest here, Chris, let's let's start with what are you drinking, so you can let everybody know well, what are you drinking. In my right hand, I have a can of Tramp Juice, commonly known as Carlsberg Export. <laughs> However. I'm going to open my Talisker Sky single malt Scotch whiskey, very shortly. So double park. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, well, I, th I think I think he's parked on one and he's backing in at the other. Yeah, yeah, I can go with that. That'll Maybe. work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah I've got a bit of Danish, one. a bit of Scotch. I guess it's my Viking heritage. Uh, at least that's why I've got a ginger I, beard. Yeah. I think. <laughs> that's that's great. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's a badger. It's kind of black, ginger, white. That's <laughs> what mine used to be. Yeah, that was just all white. Well, when I get to your age, no, Tim, that's not all white, right. Tim. <laughs> Some of these two stripes here. It's like a reverse skunk. <laughs> oh Jesus! <Yeah. laughs> My racing stripes. Well, uh, yeah, make you go there faster. There you go. It makes you faster. 
Yes. What, what are you guys drinking over there? Up there. North, North. of me. Woodford. Reserve. Oh, fantastic. Just the uh, double cast? No, just the plain. Or, no, uh, just straight regular Woodford. Okay. No. That's it. I, I have a I bottle of that 6,000 miles away. <laughs> very, very happy that I got anything from my liquor order that I placed online. So I, I was missing two bottles. So I, I ended up with three, two bottles of gin and the Woodford. Not complaining too much. And I haven't been able to stop at my local Jersey haunts, so... Woodford's is my uh, drink of choice on airlines, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think the Shannon will agree with that. I think he gets that when he's flying. They give you that stabby stick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how they give you that sharpened wooden stick on a plane. I mean, you could do some damage yeah. with that if you wanted to. Yeah, Shan asked me to bring him some Emirates ones back, the twizzle sticks as well, so I give him a handful and there you go. <laughs> Last time I saw him. <laughs> Well, I'm having a, a, a beer, like a real-ish beer. Uh, Saturday, I just got the hankering for a beer. Mm. I hadn't had a beer in a while. So I ran up to the liquor store, and I was going to grab the, the Yingling Flight because that's their, you know... Low-calorie. Low-calorie, yeah. low, low you know, carb-conscious beer. But right underneath it was this uh, St. Archer Gold. And I feel very confident that it's the same beer as the Yingling flight because all of the statistics matched up all the way across the board and it was like 25 cents cheaper. <laughs> so I got that one. That was the clean chip. <laughs> How does it taste? Uh, like a very light beer. Yeah. Yeah. You got to remember, though, I drink everything and anything. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah. This is true. Beer 30, good-ass beer, hams. It's better than hams. Um, well, because I've seen it in the store, and I've been wanting to try it just for this fuck's sake, and I haven't picked it up. I was it's, curious. It definitely... You, you can definitely tell it's not as, as heavy-bodied as other light beers are, like, for instance, Miller Lite. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have a really horrible aftertaste, you know, like your cheap beers have got. Like a lot of light beers do. Yeah, weird yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> I've I, I've had way better beer, but you know, it's two point six carbs, ninety five calories. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll go with What's it. ABV? I just what? Uh, negative. Enough. It's a negative <laughs> ABV. But yeah, it's the celery. It's, it's a celery. celery Ethereum. It's it's. <laughs> oh, celery. No. Yeah, you drink it and it sobers you up. <laughs> um, it's four point two. That's okay. So it's, it's not horrible. It's, it's like mid strength. No, yeah, it's, it's not horrible. It, it, it's like drinking one of those, you know, fruity IPAs that everybody's yeah. raving about yeah. or something. Those are usually around four, four and a half, something like that. Um, but again, it, it was all the same as the Yingling flight, which I was going to grab, but I thought, yeah, let's go. What I don't understand, and maybe it's just you know their their marketing or something like that, but these low carb, low calorie beers. Why are they in these stupid skinny cans? Yeah, because like, how do you skinny skinny it's a strange one like that. It's, it's, first of all, it's the optical illusion of it's a skinny can, so you're... And a skinny for a skinny beer. And there's less beer in it most of the time. That's how they kind of get away with uh, playing with the calories. Uh, so what volume have you got in there, Mikey? Is, is it... It is 12 uh, American ounces. Uh, I've got one can. Imperial Pint. <laughs> Yeah, I was quite impressed. It's nice to see a so. pint can for a change. 
What is that in milliliters? Like? I don't know. 568 milliliter. For our French listener. <laughs> it just bothers me that it's always so skinny like that. It's like, you know, people who would drink, who would smoke them cool slims. <laughs> the same kind of person, I guess, that drinks my, the... fa- my hand look fat? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't help this either. Look, it's like it's like gold and then it's white. It looks like a cigarette it butt. It does. It really does. It's the white There must be something in the can designs because mine's kind of, I don't know if you can see that, it's kind of. He has a tall and skinny. A nice, too. sexy design. Yeah, oh, but his, okay. his, yeah, his, his has more style. His being. Yeah, no, yeah. This one just has wings with a lightning bolt arrow on it. Which, I mean, that's. You know, I'm a sucker of things like that look good though. Tastes fine. It's a slushy because my refrigerator out in the garage only freezes. So I got number two setting out to thaw. <laughs> and that's what's happening here. Um, but what's happening now, uh, I've. I have no show notes. <laughs> is uh, we're we're going back to back uh, in time a little bit with a guy from the future because we tried Great to put Scott. together a show <laughs> <laughs> four months ago where we got to sit down and chat with uh, our our good friend Chris here, and it uh, uh-huh. th- there was some type of temporal disturbance in the file transfer and it just never happened. So we're giving it another go tonight. Uh, assuming that he's a little closer to the uh, United States than he was last yeah, time. Yeah, closer know. to the rift. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's just <laughs> over the pond. <laughs> so we are once again going to sit down and uh, we're going to just kind of talk about, uh, as the you know storied world traveler that he is, he's had <laughs> lots of opportunities to visit uh, so many of the Disney parks and at last count you are all but one correct correct i haven't done shanghai yet ah so i actually used to work uh... in china and i didn't get to go there Mm. yeah so hey let's get things going chris for those of you who didn't catch the last episode um because it didn't air Um, it was pretty (laughs) epic though which is everybody it became except the three of us um, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> c- catch us up on, on, on who you are. You, you are a sheeter. You've been to several uh, sheet yep. ups. Um, yeah, I'm a. You drink Ardbeg. I'm a sheeter from, well, two and a half years now, I believe. Yeah, something like that. I discovered three sheets from Storybook Julius. I think one of your former hosts was on there, and I thought, ah, oh, that sounds like a podcast for me. I like a beer. I like a drink. I like an Ardbeg, <laughs> as you well know. I'm originally from the UK from the northeast of England where all the redneck hillbilly people live from the UK <laughs> I was just um, gonna, there's redneck hillbillies in the UK well yeah not really but we are kind of the <laughs> I was going to say the redheaded stepchild of the UK but okay. then that might offend one of the hosts but that's <laughs> racist <laughs> he's used to it no. we all offend him it, it's fine <laughs> although there are rednecks everywhere. Every They're, continent, every country Absolutely has yeah. rednecks. And I work with most of them. I've met most of them. Except for like, I don't think Antarctica has any rednecks. Oh, they do. They have white necks. I guarantee yeah. you someone up there has, <laughs> the has used... They have used improper materials to fix something important that was damaged. Yeah, during my time in my... To money and time. A redneck trait. Zip ties and duct tape. <laughs> There's more to but, being a redneck than just fixing stuff with zip ties and duct tape. Now, Adam, you make it sound like there's 
more to being a redneck. <laughs> and and there isn't. It's a blatant disregard yeah. for um, uh, common sense and hygiene. Yeah, just remember, duct tape. You, you is, missed the hygiene part. Yeah. There's a silence is golden, though. <laughs> silence is golden, but duct tape is silver. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there's a teeth issue most of the time with a redneck. They only have the one. Tooth issues. <laughs> the one eater. <laughs> the one eater. <laughs> God. Oh, I yeah, this is going to go it. real well. I can already see this. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, where was it? Uh, originally... Uh, you were talking about Juanita. Yeah, originally born in Wyoming. I have to mention that as well. <laughs> <laughs> he has a really strong Wyoming accent if you can't yeah. tell. Yo. <laughs> And then when I left Wyoming, I So I left Wyoming, grew up in the UK, and for the last about twenty years, I've been sort of travelling the earth, various continents, various countries. With <laughs> my line of work. Um, that's all we'll say about that. <laughs> Internet. Well, we we'll just say you're an engineer or a contractor or something. Or International like. man of MI6. mystery. That's fine. Star of stage and screen. Uh, international rock star. <laughs> this, this is true. Is you have been on American Idol, yeah. kind of. I was famous in Korea for a while. I got recognized in Bangkok. Were you, were you Airport huge in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> I think we said that last yeah. time. Big in Japan. He was turning Japanese. I'm inadvertently repeat the whole show without even knowing. It. <laughs> he was turning Japanese. He really thinks so. Oh, I love the verbs. I love that song. <laughs> that is actually one of my go-to karaoke songs. Is it? Yeah, I've sung it in Japan, in Tokyo. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's a big thing, actually. I worked in South Korea for a while, for about two and a half years. And it's a huge thing whenever they have a, a big party for everybody. With the company I, companies I work with, there's always karaoke. And the first person to sing karaoke must be the top manager on wherever we are. And I was always the ringer brought in to sing for, our, for my director. He said, get on stage, Chris, quick. Please, please. <laughs> but no, it's excellent. They love karaoke. It's a national sport in the Philippines. It really is. But do the Japanese know what that song is about? So I want to know. Uh, the Vapors. It's, a, it's about a cultural... <laughs> no. It's about a young man who has a few <laughs> loneliness issues, I believe. <laughs> He makes love to a sock. <laughs> he has an uncomfortable relationship with his right hand. He takes his problems in hand and he works it out. And he got a doctor to take a picture. <laughs> he, he's just winding his sundial. That's all he's doing. At least he gets his steps up on his Fitbit. There you go. <laughs> Fitbit. Wow. Are those still a thing? Yes. Yeah. If you're turning Japanese, okay. they get your steps very high. Well, <laughs> depends. No, no, anyway, that's something I would usually walk there. around and do. So, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, I don't. He promised want to go he there. wouldn't start drinking till we started talking, but uh, the lie detector has proven that. <laughs> that was actually my first beer. Yeah, beer. beer. No, that was <laughs> genuinely yes, it's his my first, first beer this morning. It's my first drink this morning. Correct. <laughs> that's that's. You know what? If you don't start in the morning, you can't drink all day. Okay, it's five o'clock somewhere. Facts. It, 
Yes, it's one o'clock apparently. One thirty. One forty-seven. Nope, nope. We're coming up on two, guys. We're coming up on two a.m. for poor Crisket. This is your two a.m. Um, okay, morning. so Crisket, did been, you just say Crisket? Per- yes, I, I said Crisket. <laughs> you've, you've been rather vague uh, about what you do um, or did for a living. Yep. Now you're just kind of holed up uh, in a undisclosed location in the UK. My countryside receipt. Uh, my countryside countryside receipt. Countryside retreat. Receipt. <laughs> We're going to just say he's in Nottingham? No. I'm north. With, I'm uh, way north of Nottingham. I south know of the wall, I thought that north was, of Nottingham. I thought it was made up. <laughs> you say south of the wall? Yeah, I'm south of the wall. He did. Yeah. <laughs> just, just south of the wall. There is a wall. <laughs> God, who built it? In fact, there's four, but uh, who built the wall? Hadrian. So you're in North Vale. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't know what's going on I'm anymore. Lost. I didn't even what, know what's what this show about, about right now? <laughs> Is this? Well, I, apparently, <laughs> I was talking about some uh, English geography that I did not take in school. Apparently, none of the us only well. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Chris has. <laughs> no. So you you have been to many Disney parks, all Correct. but the Shanghai. Yep. What is it like having to travel? Because usually you're based out of the sandbox in the desert. Yes, that's right. Well, Oman, Qatar, Dubai, Jakarta, something like that. Varies quite a lot. So just to sort of go through the parks, how I ended up at the various ones. Uh, my first overseas placement was in Belgium. So I was living in Bruges. If you've seen the movie In Bruges, they were actually filming in that while I was there, and we met a few of the, the people in it. But I was only two hours away from Disneyland Paris. Well, what's it called now? Euro Disney? Whatever it's called no, these it, days. No, it's Disney Paris. It's it Disney was Paris. originally, yeah, yeah, yeah. when it first Euro, opened, yeah. it was originally yeah. Euro Disney, and then yeah. they changed it to Disneyland Paris. So basically, I had a, any weekends off I had, we'd drive down there. I had an annual pass down to there. Go there every weekend. Very cheap to stay nearby. But then, as you say, I worked in the Middle East a lot. I've worked a lot around Asia, Australia. So that took me to Japan. So I lived very close to Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea. I was living in Yokohama in Japan. Um, Yokohama is a city which is part of Tokyo. With a lot of big Asian cities, um, they're made up of, big, of smaller cities. So Yokohama is a city within Tokyo. With me? Okay. Yeah, it's sort of like how when you look at, when you think about New York. Yeah, yeah, New York exactly. Has exactly. Like if Manhattan. you think Queens has got a population of 4 million. Exactly. I so it's, it's yeah, like yeah. when you look at exactly the city proper, New York City proper, it's made up of like smaller, littler cities. So yeah, that kind of yeah, makes it's sense. Like, absolutely. So that covers sort of Tokyo. I did work in China for a while, but never made it to Shanghai, unfortunately. But my Disney adventure for want of a better word, started in 1996. I had no inclination whatsoever to go and visit the USA. And I went in 96 on a holiday. I thought I'd go once and that'll be it. Last year was my 22nd visit to Florida. That's <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> I've been to Anaheim uh, four times, five times, four times to Anaheim. And I just can't get enough of it. I, I, I love Florida. I love going there. Um, I, I was actually working this out earlier. 
my 22nd trip and bearing in mind most of the trips will be two, three or four weeks time. It's kind of a year of my life I've spent in Disney World. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. And I still haven't it's done wild. it. I don't think there's a possible way to do it all. No, absolutely not. Well, what, what is something you haven't done in, in 365 total days at Disney World over, <sighs> you know, t- two decades? What haven't you done On that you want to? One thing that I really, really want to do. Rise of, Resi- Cinderella <laughs> Rise of the out. Resistance. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. Um, uh, yeah, there is the, the suites, obviously. I've stayed at most of the hotels on property, but I always wanted to stay at Bear Lake Towers. And nice. I've never stayed there. Oh, I, hear it's, I hear yeah. it's nice. I'd like to do that. I've stayed at the Floridian. I was very lucky enough to stay there once. Um, I hear it's nice. That was good. But Bear Lake Tower, for me, that is just an iconic... That's where I want to stay. I went on top of it, courtesy of a few sheeters recently. <laughs> That's awesome. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what? If, you, if you're in our group, that's not that exclusive of a location no, to get into. Was it 37 sheeters in there that night? I counted. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we can take seven that's guests half, in, it'll be that's fine. That's half of prom. <laughs> well, I think seven... that was Kayla, Kayla and JK that got us in there, so thank you to them. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's seven per card that you can pretty much yeah. get away with, so... Oh, there was a lot more than this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was one of the most crowded nights I've ever seen, it with not counting us. Hmm. The other people that were up there, there was most the people I've ever seen in that place at one time I loved it it's that for me is just the perfect place to be able to go to I was out on the balcony on my own at one point thinking this is amazing this is so good <laughs> it's one of my most favorite places on property yeah absolutely I agree and that place if you didn't already know dear listener that's is it. top of the world that's correct the top of the world lounge but you probably guessed that already but that's also, I mean, one of my other favourite places is just below that, the Wave. It's uh, one of those places that doesn't really get that much press. Nobody really raves about, but I really like it down there. I've always liked the Wave since the late 90s. I used to go there. And I would take that over the California Grill then, because I went to California Grill about 15, 20 years ago, and I didn't like it. I don't know what it's like now, but I didn't think it was the the best place on property by a long way. But the wave I've always found very um, casual, very easy. Get a good beer in there, and now we can go. The wave, top you can also even find better. a drunk pregnant chick with her luggage passed out on the bench. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. So you were hey, for a I second. I found there. Chris at the wave. Yeah, you found me at the wave. You did last uh, trip. Yep. So, okay. Um... How about traveling abroad? Okay. Yeah. Instead of how you found yourself in the uh, U.S. the first time, like you're normally way, way out there. Yeah. And and then you have to uh, find your find your way to the U.S. What I mean, how long did it, does it take you on your last trip? How long did it take <laughs> you to get to Florida? My my last trip has a really good story. Actually, this is where we might go into a few hours. Hmm. But I was in the Omani. Oh, is it told in real time? <laughs> Yeah, well, if it was, yeah. Oh, you'd love it if it was. If the four of us were on this journey, you would love it. Not the beginning, but the middle bit. So I'm in, I'm working in Oman. 
which is next door to Saudi Arabia, um, Yemen, and United Arab Emirates. Very safe, no problems there at all. It's the Middle East, but it's a safe place to work. So I flew out of the desert for an hour. I then flew from Muscat, the capital of Oman, to Dubai, which is another 40 minute flight. I remember I had a four hour layover at Dubai. But I'll try and keep this as brief as I can. But I got to Muscat Airport and I was covered in sand. I had a big beard, long hair, been working for a month as per usual. And I had a month vacation. So I just wasn't really in the mood. I hadn't had a beer for a month. You've got to understand wherever I'm working is generally dry when it's the Middle East. And not just the heat, it's the alcohol dry. And I got to the airport and I thought, I really can't be bothered. Usually got the lounge, the business lounge, have a beer, chill out. No, not really feeling it. Not not at all. Flew to Dubai. I thought, right, you've got to do something about this. Because I'm a frequent flyer, I get access to the business lounges. I'm not necessarily flying business class, but I get access. So I thought, bollocks to it. Good old English word there, sorry. Bollocks to it. <laughs> I, I'm going to have a glass of champagne. I'm going to get drunk. I've got a 16-hour flight to New York oh, Jesus. from Dubai. So I'm going to get on the champagne. For some strange reason, I hadn't checked my boarding pass to New York. At that moment, I did, and I found out I'd been upgraded, and I didn't realise it. Not only had I been upgraded on a flight, but it was my dream flight. It's the A380, the Airbus. Oh, nice. The business class on there is amazing. So I'm thinking, no more champagne. I've got 16 hours on this flight. (laughs) I'm going to get on it. (laughs) So I board the flight. I've got a bed. I've got... Fantastic. It's amazing. I have a huge TV. The bed they've given me, or a seat that turns into a bed, is next to the bar. Nice. And the bar on the flight of the A380 is amazing. The cabin crew are fantastic. Um, I, I, as soon as we took off, I sort of, well, I'll just try the bar out. <laughs> they brought me some food. I was there for four hours. I had a fantastic time. Some really nice people. A bit of turbulence. You can buckle in at the bar. Shut up. So, <laughs> Wait, so, so, so there's no the falling Wait, out of your still seat. seatbelts? No. I said, are you still serving during the turbulence? Just put your seatbelt on, you'll be fine. And I looked down, <laughs> saw the seatbelt, get in. <laughs> so that was like four hours I in. I thought, okay, let me put it to you this way. My last flight home from Disney, <laughs> they stopped service because there was so much turbulence. I had a drink in first class. I was pissed off because it was the oh, first time Emirates. I flew first class ever. And you're telling me they have seatbelts at the yeah. bar? Oh, jeez. Oh, I am you, doing but, all this traveling wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, I'm quite... And, and I'm this, generally this, quite is a, this is Emirates, right? Yes, this, this is, is Emirates, Emirates Airlines. Okay. So, I mean, I'm a gold member with them because of the miles I do. And I tend to get upgraded probably 90% of the time, which is superb. But then after four hours at the bar, I thought I was feeling a little, a little bit tired and emotional, shall we say. <laughs> so I retired to my uh, bed, had a six-hour sleep, woke up with the cabin crew presenting me with a Bloody Mary. This is looking good. Oh, the bar, if, do you want to come back? We'll serve you some food if you want a few more drinks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> so another bit of a session on there, landed in New York. And then this is the sort of the way my travel works. You've got to remember that my partner, Chris of Chris Squared, we live in the Philippines. So I'm working in the Middle East. So we have to meet in the middle on our vacation. So she then flew from the Philippines to New York, 15 hours, the other way, 
<laughs> so she's gone Pacific, I've gone Atlantic. We meet in New York. And then we had a couple of days there, then flew down to Florida. So flying time, you're looking at, let me think, 1, 2, 19, about 23 hours flying time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Each way. Yeah, each way. Yeah. Each way. That's two days, yeah. which really cuts into your trip when you're there for a three month. and a half weeks. <laughs> I just well, don't actually, know if I can I just do remember. a plane for that long. Oh, it's, it's not, I did a, the, the longest one I've ever done was Sydney to Dallas, which was 16 hours, 55 minutes, I think. At the time, it was the longest flight in the world, which it's not I anymore. You can't even but... sit in a car that long and you could pull over and get out and walk around, let alone sit in a plane where you can't do yeah. it, go anywhere. This is if a there's point. a bar. Well, no, he, he was bar. able to walk up the bar, <laughs> and at some point, he was behind the bar. Yeah, actually, yeah. There is... <laughs> I remember the photograph. You were behind the bar. I said to the cabin crew, do you mind if I serve a few drinks? No problem at all. Probably the, the nicest cabin crew I've ever had on any flight, to be honest. It was it really was the dream flight. But just to add a bit of a sort of twist to this as well, I'm starting to remember was, obviously I arrived in New York on my own. for a, It was actually a five week vacation we were going on. And I was carrying nothing but hand luggage. <laughs> so <laughs> um, Chris is bringing my holiday luggage with her. And meet me in New York. So that's a little suspicious. No, not at so, all. Well, yeah, I, I, I have terrible trouble going through immigration wherever I am because my passport has lots and lots of um, strange countries, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> Middle East, China, those kind of places. But I get through immigration pretty easy. I always expect to get stopped at customs. Always. So the custom guy pulls me over, looks through my bag, he says, How long are you here for? Five weeks. He pulls out, he can kind of go through your bag, he pulls out laptop, an iPad, iPhone, hard drive, various other phones, electronic devices, a spare pair of underpants, and that was about it. So, so where are your clothes? <laughs> this is the story. Then I, I ran through the whole story with him. By the end of the story, he offered me his CV, his resume. So yeah, it's... Uh, for me, traveling, it's it's. I enjoy it. It's not for everybody. What I do is really not for everybody. I always emphasize that, and I actually do get on with myself very, very well. And it's it's kind of important when you spend a lot of time in strange places where you don't really understand what's going on, and you just make the best right, of you gotta, it. You got well, to turn Japanese. He's turning right. exactly Japanese. what I was thinking. Mm, you said yeah, it first, but yeah. yeah, that's where I was going with that too. But I definitely <laughs> turned Japanese in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> and not in the sense you're thinking. So, you've been to almost all the parks. What are the major differences between them? So, between the parks? Like, is it just cast members? Is it like, okay, so we'll start yes. with cast members then. What are yeah, the major differences between right. the cast members? Cast members for me is massively different. My first experience of Disney World was back in the 90s when for me the cast members were almost at their peak. Mm -hmm. They're very good now, but not the same as late 90s, early 2000s. There's something not quite the same. I don't know I don't know what it is. Um, France, I found, it's, it's very French. Disneyland uh -oh. Paris is very French. By that, if you understand what I mean, the attitude, the they wouldn't go the extra mile. You know what I mean? There's, I remember going to meet a character and it was like a melee rather than a queue. 
people, adults would push children out of the way to get to the characters and things like that. And the cat, the cast members were like, meh, whatever. <laughs> we don't care. Your kid is yeah. crying. Make it go away. Yeah, yeah. that's your, that's your <laughs> problem. <laughs> but uh, in Japan, I would say the cast members, like everything in Japan, are the highest quality. They obviously are passionate about what they do. Everybody in the park is passionate. It's not just the cast members, it's the guests as well. They all want to be there. They all want to enjoy it. In Japan, if somebody is a fan of Donald Duck, they will wear a Donald Duck outfit to go in there. I don't mean dress as a duck. They'll have a blue jacket on. They'll have a hat. They'll have something. Everything, a key ring will be Donald Duck. Their backpack will be Donald Duck. The same for Pluto. It's all the lesser characters that people love. I saw somebody dressed as a in a Sully outfit. It was obviously That's Sully awesome. from Monsters, Inc. But it wasn't like they were in the outfit. They just had attired themselves in the correct area. There's and a word for And that's for what it. I love about Japan. Um, Bounding. Anaheim, I always think, is... I love Anaheim because of its original and the traditional side of Disney. It is the first park. But there, I also thought it was very much the transient labour going through. And it never quite, as person, never quite felt as personal as Florida did. I don't know if anybody else has that feeling about it, but it was always giving that to me. For for us, but, just yeah, not to me to interrupt, but for us, um, we had the exact recently over the past. When did we go to California, Tom? Five years ago, two thousand fifteen. We found that a, there's a lot more passion now in Disneyland than there's than there is in Orlando. Wow. Yeah, it, it's kind of switched coast a little bit. I think it was two thousand and fifteen, the last time I was there. Yeah, and it, but, it, it, that's just from what we've seen. Yeah, that's good. I'd like to go back to Anaheim again soon. It's been long enough now, I think so. Three hundred years. Yeah, I'd like to go back to Anaheim. Yeah, the restraining order has probably lapsed by now, <laughs> so you're okay. <laughs> uh, so you haven't done either of the Chinese parks? <clears throat> oh, sorry, I always forget Hong Kong. Yeah, um, mm, Hong Kong. Um, I actually, I didn't mention, but I actually live in the Philippines in Manila when I'm not working or not traveling. And Hong Kong is an hour and a half flight for us away. It's very cheap to get to, very easy. And Hong Kong I really like, but it's not with the passion of Japan, but it's got that traditional feel of Anaheim. It's a very small park. Um, There is the Chinese influence, the Asian influence, which is both detrimental and positive um, for the crowds and that kind of thing. Um, there's no personal space in the Hong Kong parks whatsoever. <laughs> it's uh, we were. I remember my Chris. She said she's at the toilet, for example, drying her hands at the hand dryer, and she's rubbing her hands under the airflow. Another pair of hands appears under her <laughs> and starts drying <laughs> <laughs> hands. Or at the we're at the nighttime, the the, the nighttime parade, the light the light the magic or light the night, yes. light the night parade. And it's a great parade, but we make sure we get good positions, we get there early, and a head would appear under your arm. <laughs> Trying to look at the parade, so what? What's going on? <laughs> so it's, yeah, the personal space doesn't really matter there, and it's it's kind of like that. But I don't know, I think I'd rather have a kid on his dad's shoulders than an extra head under my arm <laughs> while I'm watching well, the parade. Well, you know, an extra pair of hands coming out from the hairdryer. Well, well, here's the thing with this. If this I is, can always use an extra hand. If this is Florida... You don't want to go under this arm. 
<laughs> well, I did call the extra the extra arm that came around the reach around two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So a lot a, of people's concerns about going to the overseas parks is communication. Right. How do you that's... find communicating with the cast members and whatnot in the overseas parks? Like the non speaking overseas parks like Hong Kong and Japan? So, yeah, let me start with um, Paris. Um, you've got to understand that everything's in French. Um, there are certain aspects of it in English. But. Like everything in France, the radio stations, the music, the their films, everything is in French, and they're very much geared towards that, and they will never change that. But it was okay for communication. I have a little bit of French, and they do deal with a lot of English visitors from from the UK, so that was okay. Japan, as I said, I spent time in Korea and spent time in Japan. Neither countries really speak English fluently. It's not not as common as you might think it would be. Korea was very difficult. Japan was very easy. Even though people do not understand English, or they'll always go to the extra mile to try and help you, to try and give you what you want, to understand what you need, and they always give it to you. It's, it's incredible how it works. I've had conversations with people. I'm speaking English, they're speaking Japanese, but we understand what we both need because they make the effort to try, and even with hand gestures, or even just to take you to somewhere, they'll make sure you're looked after and cared for. So Japan, if you have any doubts about going to Japan, because of the language, it, it's irrelevant. It's, it doesn't make any difference. Hong Kong is a very English-speaking anyway, pretty much. Lots of people do speak English, but many of the attractions are in Cantonese. So you've got to be wary of that. But then sometimes for me, I don't mind that. It's like... I'm just enjoying the attraction. Don't I really need to understand what's going on? As for Florida, if, it, if it's a good attraction, <laughs> Florida, I don't ever understand what's going on in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do love. I love going to the states, as you all guys, as you all know. And I've done many road trips around the US. And once you get to know the people, uh, that's that's what's most important. I would actually be a little. Uh, regretful if I went to a, an overseas Disney park and everything was just, you know, the same, dumbed down and made easy for the Yank who's over there, you know, where he didn't have to worry about it. I mean, I would, I, I go to Epcot to experience those countries. So if I'm going to mm -hmm. go to Disney World, I want to experience Disney World in that yeah. country. And you know, I go to except Epcot. For, except for France. Yeah. But Epcot for me is, I used to love the Rose and Crown when it was a proper boozer. It used to have the stinky carpet. It looked like a proper <laughs> London boozer. And I didn't spend any time in the UK. So I go there to experience the UK. And it was it used to be, it's very sterile now in there for me. It's it's still okay, but it's not what it was. I remember going in there to get the football results. They put them on the little chalkboard behind the bar. This is pre-internet days. They would put like I said, there was always the stinky carpet. You'd have the the hat lady singing uh, singing on the piano. I'm actually sung with her. I did a few songs with her one night. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was in a, a stage production of Me and My Girl, and she started playing a few songs from that, so I joined in. <laughs> I, she asked me to, by the way. <laughs> But yeah, that's why. So, I so she knew you from the uh, Broadway show. Of course. 
No, West End. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the West End. I've never actually <laughs> the West End of the West End of Beijing. <laughs> the West End of Bangkok. Isn't that where the lady boys are? No, it's, where the, it's where the it's where the frog in pussy show is. <laughs> there it is, folks. There it is. That's what you've been waiting for. Right there. Got in there. Um, now, let's say somebody's <laughs> traveling to Japan or to one of these yeah. places that are obviously not U.S. because we have mostly U.S. Yes, listeners. Yes. I know you're shocked. Um, <laughs> what would be the one thing besides Disney that they should not miss? Like, especially for, like, my big dream, and hopefully in a couple of years I'm going to make this happen, is to get myself to Japan. I've mm. always wanted to yeah. visit. I find the yeah. culture and just everything about it. I've always been a tech, techno geek and, like, technology oh. driven. So Japan is, like, it for me. But You've just what... said exactly what I thought before I went there. From a very young age, Japan to me was always a goal for me. I always wanted to go there. And I remember vividly the first time was in 2013. I was working in Korea and I went to visit for a weekend because I had some friends who were there and subsequently ended up working there for seven months about a couple of years later. And I remember landing in Tokyo in Narita Airport and giggling like a school kid as soon as I saw the Japanese flag and thinking I am actually factually in fucking Japan. <laughs> I've made it to Japan. How is this even possible from where I've come from in a small town, northeast England, I'm now in Japan. Amazing. And it was everything I dreamed it would be. It was more. Uh, everything was fantastic. There's so much to see and do. I'd have lost weekends where I just think, well, I've got the weekend vacation. I'll just jump on the first train that turns up and see where it takes me. And I was never let down. Went to places like Akihabara, where you have all the uh, electronics. You have Hakone, when you go out to the mountains where it's volcanic. From my office, I could see Mount Fuji. Wow. Things like that. Um, I actually followed Japanese soccer quite a lot while I was there. Um, one thing, because I'm British, <laughs> I like my football real football and so I'd go and see so Easy. <laughs> I'd go and see soccer matches <laughs> I'd go and see soccer matches in I did it in Korea I've done it in Japan I've done it in Belgium I've, I've actually been to a Iran versus Iraq match and wow. I was in the Iraq end <laughs> with an England shirt on and my Hartlepool United my local team flag <laughs> it's all fantastic so I've been to I've seen Syria play football I've seen Korea play many times. I've been in Australia for football matches. But going to a sporting event, that's why in the US I love going to basketball. I love going to football, anything like that. It's fantastic. So you have to experience sporting events to meet the people. And, and, it, and it works really well. And I made a lot of Japanese friends very quickly. And I got to see a lot of sites in Japan that I wouldn't normally see. But what Although would be I, that I one not miss thing besides Disney? Sumo. Go to the sumo wrestling. Yeah, yeah. It's not midget boxing. It's it's this is this is this is mountain. This is for, for me the sumo wrestling. It's a kind of iconic thing to go to, but unless you actually go to it, it's amazing. It's really a spectacle to see. It's the whole build up to it. You see the guys outside. Um, it's a little bit madness, but I really enjoyed the sumo wrestling. I've got to admit. 
but also go to a sporting event. I went to the baseball. I'm not a baseball fan at all. Sorry. <laughs> but I just... But I would go as a live event. And I went to see Yokohama Bay Stars um, play baseball in Yokohama. And I really enjoyed it. It was the, the event for me. It's just nuts. Everything's crazy that you go and see. I think the other one in Tokyo is the Dancing Robots restaurant. <laughs> That's a good one as well. Google what? it. It's... I'm gonna have to oh, look I, at it. I watched um, James May does Japan. Yeah, and he went there. Yeah, he went in, to the Dancing Robots restaurant, and uh, it looked amazing. Yeah, and then there's things like a simple thing like Shibuya. You've seen the Shibuya crossing, mm-hmm. where the thousands of people cross the road yes. at the same time. Well, that was kind of near me, so it's a regular event to that's scuttle awesome. across. Then it's just, and you're. That's why I get excited about it, is it because you're there and you're thinking, oh my god, how did I end up here? <laughs> And what I actually do, what I've always said to, I get a lot of graduate engineers work with me, and I always say, when you stop getting that feeling, it's time to stop doing it. And I've never lost that feeling about anything I go to. Just appreciate what you've got, and the fact that you're actually doing some of these things is extraordinary. The fact that we, we us four have met yeah. more than once is extraordinary. It's Very true. Yeah. It, it's the same for all the other sheeters I've met. In another life, we would never have met. Oh, without a doubt. It's, yeah, it's, and that's that's how I try and treat everything I go to, everything I experience, and just try and get as much from it as you can. It's simple as that. All right. Anybody else got closing remarks? <laughs> <laughs> but I have more questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's time to open the telescope for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, folks, that was the intelligent portion of the show. Yeah. Now Chris is hitting the scotch. <laughs> and things are going to go south. This southward. is when he starts to exclude. Um, <laughs> yep. And there it is. And I'm not even drunk. <laughs> when he starts to explain midget boxing. Midget boxing. It can't be explained, it has to be experienced. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. If you had to choose one attraction from each yep. park that you've been to, like just to off the top of your head, what would it be? Yeah. Like maybe why, if you know. Okay, let me think. Right, first off the bat would be Mystic Mansion in Hong Kong Disneyland. It's it's their version of the Haunted Mansion, which is nothing like a Haunted Mansion. In Chinese culture, in many Asian cultures, the thought of the the ghosts and the dead rising all sort of thing is not really taken very well is my understanding so they go for the more mystical side of things and you have mystic mansion which is oh let me think henry mystic it's of oh, the adventurers club that's it mm-hmm. their version of the adventurers club which is henry mystic and his monkey albert and you follow through the house but for me it's very similar to the old adventurers club in florida it's not meant to be, I don't think, but it has that sort of feel to it. And, I mean, that was one of my favourite places ever in the world, the Adventurers Club. I was so sad when it went. It really was. And But Mystic Mansion is its just a, a really nice ride. The effects are very good. You, it has all the elements of Chinese culture in there. The different, say, the monkey, the ox, the rooster, the pig, those kind of things. The monkey god, all of that kind of thing. And it's a really smooth ride, technically excellent the sound is really good and it also has a fantastic restaurant next door the adventurers club that's always important restaurants are important yeah i fell into that very nicely (laughs) and the food there is amazing but as an attraction 
I would take the the Mystic Mansion, the Adventurers Club, and the little piece of land around there is very nice. It's probably the nicest looking building for me of more or less any of the Disney parks. It really? beats all of the Haunted Mansions. I do. I love the Haunted Mansion, don't get me wrong, and you can't compare the two attractions. But visually, from the outside, it's just got that colonial feel to it. It's It just looks right. So that's Hong Kong Disney. Um, Paris, I would take Space Mountain. Because... It oops. Yeah, it does live. And I, I jokingly said to a friend of mine, she didn't like white knuckle rides, and she was riding it with me. Ah, oh, better hold tight for the loop. And I'd forgotten there was a loop. <gasps> so it caught me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I nail marks in my hand afterwards. <laughs> yeah, she she was actually my friend's wife and he refused to go on, so I took her on and I paid the price for it. <laughs> so now with Space Mountain there, um I know it's hyperspace mountain now, I believe. It's a few years since I've been there. But it's it's the Jules Verne Space Mountain for me. You're fired out of the cannon, journey to the moon. And I love Jules Verne. I love the books. Anything like that is good for me. And, and that kind of leads me on as well, now I'm thinking, to Tokyo. Because Mysterious Island in Tokyo, for me, is probably the greatest themed area of any park I've ever been into. Take away your iconic Cinderella's Castle. Take away those things. And just think of the best themed area. And that is Mysterious Island in Disney Sea, at Tokyo. You have Journey to the Centre of the Earth... You have 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You have, oh, I can't remember what the mountain's called. Um, Prometheus. I think it's called Promethe- Mount Prometheus or something. It's a name like that. The whole area is perfectly themed to Jules Verne. I, th- I think, actually, the Journey to the Centre of the Earth ride is based on the test track mechanisms. Really? Yeah. I, they have the Indiana Jones there, which is Dinosaur. I remember sitting on it thinking, am I a dinosaur? <laughs> it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and the Temple of the Crystal Skull. But it's just the pure theming of it. And it's it's pure Jules Verne, um, steampunk. Amazing. Really good. And, well, yeah, that's the three overseas park. Okay. Three overseas parks. And another sort of good mention is Hong Kong Disney has the hyperspace mountain as well. And it was very well done. We were there in March last year. And the way they've got the sound effects, the whole overlay works fantastically. And that needs to go to Florida <laughs> desperately. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. All right. So and you, what, go, go ahead. Go, go. That's okay. So you mentioned food. Yes. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat. You are a hungry nose bastard. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. <laughs> but but that's one of my things. Vacation for me means food, <laughs> means trying new things. Absolutely. So food-wise, what do these parks look like? Like Really wh- good, really good. I mean, France for me was very much fast food, that kind of thing. I had, this, I had small children when I was there. But with Hong Kong, the food experience is excellent. We stayed at the Hollywood Hotel. At Hong Kong Disneyland, you have the um, Disneyland Hotel, which is kind of like the Floridian. You have the Hollywood Hotel, which we stayed at, which is very Art Deco. And I love Art Deco style, and it's, it's a beautiful hotel. And then you have the Explorers Hotel, which if you put Polynesian, uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge, and Wilderness Lodge, mix them up in a big jar. That's what you get. <laughs> but uh, we stayed at Hollywood 
hotel and we the reason I'm saying is because we stayed we went to Chef Mickey's for breakfast and it was fantastic. You had the Mickey pancakes, you had the ice creams, you had everything American, but you also had dim sum, you had little noodles, you had all the usual fare I'm used to in your five-star hotels in Asia and breakfast there are epic <laughs> they really are I think we were in there about an hour and a half so like wow that. it's just working our way through all the food got a nice picture of Mickey afterwards happy days you know what I mean? it was so good <laughs> and obviously my partner Chris she, as you know she's Asian and she likes her food as well so it's good <laughs> so yeah um, also in the parks there's lots of as I said noodles the I'm trying to think of the Adventurers Club restaurant I think it was Indonesian, um, Chinese, uh, a taste of the Orient, a Japanese sushi. There's was, there was four different types of menus there, I seem to remember. And it, but it catered for the whole of Asia. Ah, it's fantastic. And everything's chopsticks, everything's, you know, the dim sums, that kind of thing. It's really dim good. Dim sums. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about we, what, um, Japan for food? Uh, so just one extra thing on Hong Kong, oh, what I'm we sorry. found as well. Sorry. It was, no, it's good we'd get one dish and share it all the time because there was enough food in one dish then we'd eat somewhere else then we'd move somewhere else okay. and we'd eat eat around the restaurants rather than just having one meal in one restaurant so you did your Epcot almost like food eating your way around the world so it's fantastic <laughs> you did your Epcot food in mine in, in Hong Kong <laughs> yeah, sorry, so you froze there. Oh no, I, I, sorry, I, 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 I kept I kept going. So. It's all good. So that was Hong Kong, but in in Japan again, as I say, with everything I did in Japan, because I lived near the park, obviously we'd go home afterwards. But we did stay in the Disneyland hotel where my children came over for one night as a sort of special treat, and that was fantastic. Just but it was just the normal run of the mill Disneyland hotel. Like they are very good, but you get what you get but the general f- general food in Tokyo is very very high quality every restaurant we went to is amazing there's a restaurant near Shibuya which was almost my local restaurant where Kill Bill was filmed the well, scenes from that way they tried yeah oh with, with Go-Go it's, it's, yeah, yeah it's uh, called Gonpachi Gonpachi is the name of the restaurant really and we oh, go in there regularly because the go. food is so amazing actually one for you Mikey think the good about thing is, that <laughs> the restaurant was on the 12th or 13th floor and I always remember there's a glass elevator and you could see Fuji out of it and we're admiring the marvel of Fuji going up to the restaurant Gonpachi and as you look out opposite there's lots of nakedness going on in the flat opposite <laughs> I don't know why you'd mention me <laughs> I know you like your nudes sir. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was, uh, that was uh, an eye opener especially we had young children with us but <laughs> But no, go back to Japan, everything is high quality. Sadly, I went to a McDonald's, somewhere I'd never normally go to, in Narita. And I just need some food in the airport. But even the McDonald's was like five-star McDonald's, everything. Everybody takes care over what they do there. I can't say enough about Japan and the quality of everything is high. The food in the parks and outside the parks, the transport to the parks, everything is high quality. You pay for it. Well, but you get what you pay for. That's pretty much anywhere I would think at this point. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm dominating. Somebody else ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to ask him which one is his favorite Space Mountain, but he seems to like Paris one the best. So. Um, 
it's all for different reasons with Space Mountain for me because I love Space Mountain in Florida. Remember when we did it at the Not So Scary Halloween party? Yeah. And it was fantastic in the dark. Oh, that was awesome. That made such a difference to me. I mm-hmm. it's it it reinvented the ride for me. But Space Mountain in in Florida is always my go to because I love the music when you walk through. The blippity bloppity John Michel Jar type of music. <laughs> <laughs> and I love walking through to that. I know I I know I'm on vacation. I know I'm in Can Florida. Can we quote that? Yeah, blippity absolutely. Bloppity. Blippity bloppity John Michel Jar. <laughs> I used to work for NME, you know, the New Musical Express. <laughs> it's very craft work. <laughs> but next time you listen to that music, you'll think, that's it's blippity bloppity. Yeah, it's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> you know which music I make. <laughs> that's the, same. the second you said it, it went right through my mind. I'm not even going to attempt to like make the blippity bloppity noises, but yes, I totally understood it. Because yeah, I, I can't make the noise. <laughs> so you've got that, but then... Each each space mountain has something about it. I always find. Okay. I just I just like space travel. I guess. <laughs> what about character interaction? Uh, character interaction for me has got less over the years, as I'm sure you're aware of. Mm-hmm. I, I do miss the character on every corner. Um, as you know, I've got twins, and when they were sort of three or four year old visiting Florida, that's they just love to collect the autographs, meet the characters, that kind of thing. Although, I, 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 did I tell you my Cinderella story? I don't think so. Uh, that might be one for... Does it involve boxing? No, it was almost, it was almost R-rated. <laughs> oh, not the kind of box I was talking about, but okay. Boxing Cinderella. Oh, there's a movie. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. That, that went dark quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not just talking about like the Florida parks. I'm talking about yeah, like I, I, I'll save the Cinderella story for later. But <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's get away from boxing Cinderella for a hot yeah, minute. <laughs> Character interaction, um, Tokyo, very good. Um, characters everywhere, and I saw a lot of um, unusual characters I had not seen for a while. Same in Hong Kong, actually. But Japan, again, people tend to control themselves, and they will queue, they will wait, they'll be patient. The same with the parades, the, everybody's very patient. They sit down for the parades, which I really like, because everybody can see. Social responsibility, look after everybody. <laughs> it's very easy. Um, Hong Kong, depending, we tend to go if the quiet at times, but if it's busy, the Chinese attitude is get in there, queue as close as possible, zero space. So not so many characters there, but the ones that were there tend to be unusual ones. I te- you saw quite a few Pinocchio characters. Um, oh. I can't remember all the names. As you actually, as you enter the park, the whale from Tok- from the whale from Pinocchio is Monster. a huge fountain there. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It's really cool. Awesome. So I don't know if it's a popular feature there. Um, France for me, and it's probably ten years since I've been to Paris, but it was almost a melee. As I said, everybody was a scramble to get to the characters. And you see the signs there that say "Do not eat, do not." go on the grass and everybody's having a picnic on the grass <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> le picnic very le popular picnic in Paris with the cigarette uh, yeah, mon, mon dieu mon dieu mon dieu <laughs> so yeah well, it's, I mean some of this sounds quite bad but it's just it's just the way it is it's what you see there alright <laughs> now let's get back to boxing Cinderella because <laughs> now everybody wants to know 
How many uh, limbs actually... did you cut off? No, I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a, a bit of a strange one, really. I was there with my children. They were very young. And they were, I was in Epcot, of all places. No idea what she was doing in Epcot, I might add. And it would have been around towards France. And the kids were off doing the Kim Possible um, with the little mobile phone thing that you did. Is that still there? Mm -hmm. It's turning into... It's currently closed. It went to Phineas and Ferb, and now it's turning into... That's right, yeah. yeah. um, DuckTales. Is it DuckTales? DuckTales. Right? Yeah. DuckTales, yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool. Anyway, so I'm kind of near, near Paris. Cinderella's there. It's kind of dusk. It's getting starting to get dark. Kids are off enjoying themselves. I've got a glass of something. Cinderella's there. I thought, fantastic. There's a little bit of a queue. I'll get a picture taken with her on my own. <laughs> so I wobble over to Cinderella. And she does her... I won't do the high-pitched voice, but she says to me something like, Oh, you're on your own. So, well, yeah, I said... Uh, Actually, my children are off doing Kim Possible, so don't tell them. And she just looked at me with those smouldering eyes and said, Don't worry, I'll be your dirty little secret. Oh, damn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that went back. <laughs> that, that threw me a bit. <laughs> someplace I didn't expect to go. <laughs> but she did it in character. It was amazing. And I was like, oh, that was the best moment. So in that like high-pitched voice, she did it then, too. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah it, was, it wasn't like, I'll be your dirty little secret. <laughs> that would be scary. She did that. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, but you know Cinderella's voice, and she kept, she maintained character all the way through. That's awesome. And I just lost it. I just lost it completely. <laughs> then the kids come running over. Dad, Dad, what's wrong? Uh, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, Dad, Dad needs a toilet break. <laughs> Can we go back I'm to turning the Japanese quick? Japanese. <laughs> yes, let's go to Japan quickly. <laughs> Luckily, it was close. We're in France. So. <laughs> but I have to hold this hat in front of me for a while. <laughs> we did food, right? Yes. We didn't do what this podcast is known for, though. Nudes. Yes. Nudes. No, yeah, no, we, we did, did nudes. We did we nudes. Did nudes. And we, we, we did, did nudes. Dirty Diana. <laughs> so, we did Dirty yeah. Cinderella. And, well, we, we, we went to Dirty Cinderella. Cinderella. We, we went All right. But Cinderella. can we do drinks in the parks? Like, is it as strict nope. as, as Disneyland used to be where there's no alcohol? Or is it... I know. I mean, France. Sorry. I can't picture that. I know France you, have you froze wine there a second. Just start again on that. Okay. So, for drinks in the park... Yes. Like, obviously, I don't picture France to ban alcohol in their version of the Magic Kingdom. But, like, what about the other parks? And are there any specialty Mm. drinks like they have in the U.S. parks? Honestly, at the top of my head, I can't think of any. It's not really the same experience there for the drinking. I'm sure it's there. Uh, For example, Paris, for example, I, I don't recall... I remember drinking heavily afterwards in the hotels <laughs> once the kids had gone to bed, but I don't remember being any specific drinks being available to me there. I was always quite disappointed with Paris that, for me at the time, I didn't think the food or the drinks were anything special to go wow. for. Whereas in Florida, I think I could be wrong completely now, but for me, Florida, as I said before, and you've mentioned on the show, it's the whole experience. You can go and get first-class dining from various countries which is as good as the country it's from 
I know I mentioned about going to the UK because I miss the UK, so I go to the UK Pavilion. I do the same for Japan now. When we were at the sheet up in September, I went to the Epcot and I was actually speaking a bit of Japanese and singing some Japanese football songs you with the girls in the never. in the in the pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> and they were amazed that I knew. So it was, it was just fantastic. <laughs> I went to Japan, sang some Japanese football songs, went to Germany and ordered in German because I'm a Wyomingan, so I speak fluent German. <laughs> <And> <laughs> then I spoke loudly in Mexico <laughs> to get up to keep us. <laughs> but uh, no, drink-wise, again, I say, I remember... Actually, one, one drink I do remember having was in Hong Kong Disneyland... We come back to the hotel at the end of a kind of long day of parking and there's a really nice bar in the Hollywood Hotel and it has a big screen showing Disney movies but it's very classy even though it's got that and there was one of children, two children in there but very well behaved. I don't, I like a baby in the bar sometimes but I like it to be adult as well. If there's a couple or as a couple you don't always need that and they got it just right in there and I'd asked for a Guinness and they did the Guinness export which is the really, really strong, gloopy, blibbity blobbity Guinness that you get. <laughs> wait, 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 does it make the noise when you pour it? <laughs> it, did the, it did the next day. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I believe that's called a blibbity bloppity gloop. <laughs> you play it uh, I just got the title of the episode. As they called it in Australia, it's the after grog bog. Ooh. Are you playing the soundtrack for Space Mountain in there again? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but it was just a really nice ambiance in there. We had some nice cocktails, some nice bar snacks, and I had this really strong Guinness. I remember having three of them and thinking, "Well, that's me, pajamas and bed." <laughs> and it was, it was. But we loved the hotel. I'd say, but it was just a nice little. We walked from the park back to the hotel. And it was just from the chaos to nice, serene. I think there's Moana was playing on the big screen. This mm-hmm. is like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Couple of drinks, and happy days, you know what I mean? It's really good. <laughs> but, and again, going to Tokyo, I don't remember really, it's not really the, the place you go for alcohol. It's not, you're not gonna go there and drink yourself stupid around the park. It's one of those where you're going for more of the experience. You're only gonna be in there one or two days and you want to do as much as you can, as much as possible. But then you've got Tokyo on your doorstep. You've got Hong Kong on the doorstep for the other park. That's where you're going to go drinking. That's where you're going to do the damage. It's uh, Well, I guess the same would be said for Paris then, with, like, wine and, like, everything else. Maybe, you can... maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you think to get from the Paris park to central Paris is 20 minutes. If oh, that's that on not the, bad on at all. The, the tr- 20, 30 minutes on a train. Trains are very good there. I mean, we could train from Lille in the north of France, near where I lived, to Paris, which is 300 kilometers in an hour. So it's, it, was, it was an exact hour from the moment you left one station to arriving at Paris. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, have you ever been to one of the other international parks for like a special event? Like, um, like I know they did some really creepy stuff for Halloween in one of the parks. I've done Christmas in Paris and it was fucking freezing. Um, I remember, actually, I was I was in Belgium and we drove down to Paris for, we were flying from Charles de Gaulle Airport to Florida. <laughs> so we had 
three nights in Charles de Gaulle, and it would have been December the cold. <laughs> the cold of December. December the freezing. The freezing. The freezing. The freezing of December. I remember going down Main Street and thinking, I just want to get a hot drink right now. I want some hot chocolate, something. Went to see the dragon under the castle. Oh, they got the dragon under the castle, which is a good bonus. Had some hot chocolate. Three days later, I'm in Florida. It's a nice balmy 80 degrees. <laughs> this is much better. I'm not built for cold. I know that now. I am actually built for it, but I feel it. <laughs> but, like, do they do... I know, like... I forgot which park it was that we watched some of the craziest, scariest Disney experience videos. I think it was Tokyo. It might have been Tokyo, but... Yeah, I, I was in Tokyo like from weird, January to July. kind of Halloween thing going on. Yeah. I, I missed the holiday months there, and I would have loved to... I would love to do the Halloween there. I know Halloween for you guys is huge, but, I mean... I do enjoy the not so scary Halloween party. I would never do the other park horror nights. I would never do that. Really? That's... Why not? Nah, I'm not really a horror movie man. It's okay. they scare the shite out of me, to be honest. <laughs> I, I want. Yeah, we talked about that you and I about with uh, some of the games you were asking about for your Oculus. Yeah, if, yeah, if, yeah. And I recommended one, and you said, "Yeah, no." <laughs> it's the one that I make Stephanie play, and she yeah. ends up in the floor in a fetal position because. Yeah. I remember Why? playing Silent Hill on the PS1. Oh, that game was pretty. <sighs> yeah. That was like, God, uh, that was way beyond my psyche. <laughs> no, I think the last game that I tried to play that I actually had to put down and flat out not buy was the new one of the Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nope. But, but give me a good um, B-movie or a gory comedy horror. No problem at all. The I love blob. Evil Dead. Like, oh, the blob. Oh, I, I, love, I love King Kong 1933. That's, that's one of my favourite movies growing up. But give me the Hammer House of Horror. Do you remember those? Did you get those? No, I don't... Uh, they were like a British horror syndicate from 60s to the mid-70s. And they did Dracula. Christopher Lee was Dracula, things like that. And some of those movies are a bit cheesy, a bit B-movie, but they were fantastic. You know what I mean? But the, the more creepy, haunting... No, that's not for me. <laughs> but no, going back to the original question, I've not really done um, an event. I've done Christmas in various parks, uh, but never really been to the Halloweens or any of the other holiday events. Although it was Easter in Japan, and they had lots of egg things around, but... Nothing like special. I'm glad mm -hmm. you remember the original question because I forgot what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> I remembered because it was Went my from... question. That's the only. I know, I but we. I listen. He said Christopher Lee, and I'm trying to figure out what Disney property has Christopher Lee been in. <laughs> oh, come I'm sure on, he has. Come on, you must know that. No, I don't. I'm sure we can tie Christopher Lee to something <sighs> somewhere. Star Wars. Well, it sounds like yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it was pre before Disney owned it. What would you see? So, what oh, would you I lost, oh. I lost you for a second there. Okay. Christopher Lee, we were on about. <laughs> yeah, it's Wars. okay. We we don't want to go down that Star Wars rabbit hole. <laughs> no, no. I've just had two hours of that on my own podcast. <laughs> if you can bring just one thing from. Not necessarily. I mean, it could be attraction. It could be just the cast members. If you can bring one thing from each park to Florida, like because you know the anniversary for Disney World is coming up, 
And what they did for Disneyland's 50th is they brought mm. something from each park. If you can do that same thing right now for Disney's 50th, what would you bring? Disney's 50th and my 50th. I oh, might add. very <laughs> nice, sir. So I've got to be there next year for that. Um, I put an international Cinderella on every country. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have Cinderella in a Singapore Airlines costume. There you go. <laughs> So, so did I say that out loud? That was my inner voice. <laughs> we need to know your fantasy. Hey, everybody I, has I, I can't Hang go on, I, I got to look up Singapore flight attendants now. Yes, you do. And you'll probably see a picture on my Facebook of somebody in one of <laughs> Oh, poor Chris. I didn't say Chris. <laughs> it might be me. <laughs> oh, hey. I didn't say which Chris. No, it, w- it wouldn't be the first time I'd be a drag actor. <laughs> now I need pictures. Anyway, where were we? What was the question again? <laughs> now I don't remember what the question was. Um, so They're wearing pants. If, if you can bring one thing from each one of the thing. international parks. From Tokyo, I'd bring the popcorn. Why is that? Because I heard that uh, they have some pretty crazy, like crazy, yeah. crazy flavors. I think you guys mentioned this on one of the previous podcasts. So, and I know I posted something on the Facebook group where I was walking along and there's this crazy long queue. And if I see a long queue, it's usually for something like, I don't know, Snow White, Seven, Seven Dwarfs Mine Cars or Slinky Dog. or Nope, it was for popcorn. <laughs> so as I said with the characters in Tokyo, they all have their own fans. And... Actually, I'll come to that in a second, but people will have love certain flavours of popcorn. So the strawberry popcorn has the strawberry fans. The green tea popcorn has the green tea fans. They have um, curry, yellow curried flavoured popcorn. They have those fans and they go specific popcorn. Exactly like they do with the characters. It's all in in Japan. If you support a football team or you support a, a rock star or a sumo wrestler, you're all in. <laughs> That's why they love cosplay. They dress as mm. their favorite people. But- and, and, I, and I love them for it. And it, it really brings the park alive. So something as simple as a cue for popcorn can make small areas alive for people excited to get their popcorn. So which flavor popcorn then? Because you can only Green- bring one. Oh, for me? Oh, be the yellow curry. I did like that. It was very nice. I think that was one of the flavors. <laughs> sure, and we, sure. we saw that on a uh, YouTube channel. They went to yeah. Tokyo and yeah. they just commented on the lines for the pop, the different popcorn yeah. cards. I'm sure Ben Madden's listened to this one because he was at Disney recently in Tokyo saying, no, there's not that flavor. <laughs> but in Japan, I mean, everything has a flavor. Kit Kats, you know the chocolate bar, Kit yes. Kat. Oh, yeah. Well, you've they seen have, them in Epcot. They have like 5 million different flavors. And I loved it when I was in Epcot because I'd get my green tea Kit Kat. And I love them because it reminds me of Japan. So as I say, I go to UK for that. I go to Japan for other things. I've lived in Germany for a while and worked there. So I go to Germany for other things. It's it's quite a cool feeling to get. And that's how authentic that Epcot is. That the fact that I can go there and feel as though I'm in the place that I've been to. With a very high markup, though. Yeah, yeah, but you it, don't care. You're there anyway, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason why we could say that is because we love the German mustard. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we had a flight attendant friend who used to get it for us, and it might have been like two or three euros. 
Yeah. yeah. No, it was like a dollar a jar. Yeah, it was something you know, like an eight ounce jar. Ridiculously, jar. and we get to Epcot, and we're like, "Oh, look, they have it!" And it's like ten dollars a jar. I'm like, yeah. no, no, the same jar, it's like ten dollars. <laughs> but you know, you're going to buy it. You just <laughs> no, know. we did it because she no. was still flying international at uh, that she point. Was still so it was still cheaper. So. <laughs> your, your mustard mule. <laughs> and she doesn't she doesn't fly international anymore, but she still has friends that do it. So whenever we want, we just tell, "Hey, yeah. get your friend to get us some mustard." That's awesome. <laughs> I have people who do that from Australia for me with Vegemite. <laughs> I actually got it's a, it's a thing. frog and now Vegemite, so show's over. I actually got a thing of Vegemite that I'm afraid of on the cruise because we do the um, fish extenders. And oh, wow, yeah. Somebody put was from Australia and put like a little packet of Vegemite, and it's still sitting in the cabinet because I'm definitely afraid of it. <laughs> oh, it's deli- uh, absolutely delicious. What you need is some nice sort of granary toast, lots of butter on, lots of Vegemite, an egg on top, over easy, then some sriracha hot sauce on top. Oh. This sounds like a whole lot of work, though. <laughs> this no, sounds like this is, your, this your is, hangover breakfast. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what it is, Mikey. If I wake up after a, another tired and emotional night on the whiskey at home... That's exactly what I will do first thing in the morning. Oh, fantastic. It wakes you up, gets you going. <laughs> All right, so we got the popcorn for Japan. What are you bringing? Sorry, yep. <laughs> hey, I'm good at this. If it's my question, I can remember what I asked. Yep. What are you bringing from Hong Kong? Oh, can I start with, can I go Paris next? Yeah, go ahead. The transportation. Why we is that? talked about the trains. You can get a train in in Paris to anywhere very easily very quickly the parks empty out very well actually that killed my Hong Kong now as well because I was going to say the same (laughs) (laughs) shit (laughs) I'll mention that as well but no the transportation is amazing and I just think I know there was always talk about building the monorail in Florida to the airport I mean that would have been a deal deal clincher for me it would have been amazing to have that extra there is there is a thing going now with um, I think Elon Musk's uh, railway is supposed to be building a train from Miami to Orlando. Mm. And they want to do like a sub shuttle from MCO to Disney. Yeah. I mean, my favorite form of transportation is train. And if I could do a train, a high speed train from New York to Orlando, how cool would that be? That would be awesome. I'm talking like a a 500 mile an hour maglev train. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, the infrastructure that they have to build to do that. <laughs> I, oh, I, I know, do I not want to get... I am not getting on board a death tube. <laughs> I wouldn't harp I love trains. I would get I on that. I ain't be getting on no death tube. <laughs> 500 miles an hour and something walks across the track because we have idiots here. Okay, and something... <laughs> yeah. well, that something is dead? Well, you'd, you'd if it's a maglev, it'd be... Elevated probably like the monorail is. It won't be ground level for sure. And it would be dead. Who cares? Whatever. It, it's you get hit by something. It's exploded. We have stupider. We have stupid people. Yes, and they would happen. explode. Do you think <laughs> that? Uh, do you think that it would stop a train going 500 miles? We see exploded gear on the side of the road just from freaking trucks. What makes you think a person's not going to explode? Bear, I saw a black bear the other day. Exploded on the side of the road from a truck. What makes you think a person's not going to get exploded if they got hit with a train that's going 500 miles an hour? <laughs> I, what happens to the train? 
It keeps on going. It didn't even notice. It's going too fast. It goes backwards. It goes backwards. <laughs> it goes backwards. It backs up and does it again. <laughs> right, where were we? So we've done... What have we done? Paris? Transport? Paris, Paris popcorn competition, yes. Pa- popcorn was Japan. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I, I should have said I take the quality from Japan as well. Okay. Because everything is high quality. But Hong Kong, just thinking about it, I would take the culture because it is very culturally different. There is the the reference to, like I said, with Mystic Manor. There's maybe much the reference to the different deities or whatever there. I would also take the train again because <laughs> the tr- you get the train from Hong Kong City to... Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. Anyway, there's a, a train stop you take. When you get there, there's a, a dedicated train from that stop to Hong Kong Disneyland. And you get on the train, the windows are Mickey ears. The handheld, the handheld, the what they call the handrails hand are all Mickey. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't really work very well for audio when I'm holding my no, hand. It, with, I, I'm just following you. Yeah, hand hold, hand hold. Yeah, I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> you're getting your Fitbit up again. <laughs> oh, shit. Turning Japanese again. <laughs> so yeah, so we got the the hands handholds are all in Mickey ears. And they have statuettes in all the carriages of Dumbo, awesome. Pluto, and Mickey. And it's just fantastic. And you step on that train and you're already in the park. Then you cruise into kind of like um, a Jules Verne themed station, go up some steep steps, and as you come up the steps, you're at the park. You walk down a small boulevard and you've got the entrance, you've got the, as I was saying, the big fountain with the Pinocchio whale, things like that. And it's really from the moment you get on that train. You're on your way. To, you're in Disney. It's as simple as that. For me, it's like crossing the the various gates, entries to Walt Disney World. As soon as I'm there, it's like, ah, oh, fantastic. But that said, I'm also when I'm at MCO, I know I'm I know I'm on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's as simple as that. So yeah, so that's a good thing from Hong Kong. And I'd also take the food from there. I know I sort of touched on it slightly, but the selection of food, the quality of the food, is so good. It really is very good. And I can eat my way around that park, whereas I wouldn't do that in Magic Kingdom. I'd go to one place specific, whereas I'd like to munch my way around Magic Kingdom like I would Epcot. When we were there in September, when my children who are now 19, <laughs> it's, they loved going around Epcot and munching their way around. They didn't like the fact that they couldn't drink, because wow. 21. <laughs> <laughs> But you know how we got around that in September. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly got around it. No, no, actually, we didn't. We didn't drink at all in the park. <laughs> but we'd been over to Hollywood Studios and we got the thermal detonators from Galaxy's Edge, and we called home to dispose of the car and get an Uber back to Epcot for the evening. And my son was bitching on saying, "Oh, you know." I can't get a drink here, and I'm I'm nearly 19. You <laughs> mean I can't get a drink? What's going on? We'll figure it out, son. Get that thermal detonator. Get it over here. <laughs> so we walk into Epcot with two thermal detonators. <laughs> As we enter the park, the photo pass is there in front of Spaceship Earth. Can we take? Oh, take a picture. Oh, fantastic. Oh, you've got thermal detonators. Hold them up. So there's <laughs> me, Chris, my daughter, my son, and there's me, and my son who is 18, holding up the thermal detonator. 
there's a kind of senior cast member come shuffling over. I think, shit, we're going to get thrown out. They know what's in the thermal detonators. But basically, one was full of Sailor Jerry rum, and that's not a, that's not a product placement. <laughs> and the other one, what was I? The other one was full of Lafroig. Oh, God. <laughs> it was, no, no, it wasn't Lafroig. It was Four Roses. It was Four Roses. Uh, Lafroig was Glastonbury. That's a whole different story. <laughs> so we had one thermal detonator, Sailor Jerry's, one thermal detonator with four roses, bourbon, and this guy's coming over. He's looking at me. What do we do? What do we do? We ride it out. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Just give them to me. <laughs> anyway, he comes over, whispers something in the photopass photographer's ear. Oh, do you mind if we get the two boys together in front of Spaceship Earth, holding up the thermal detonators? And I'm thinking, holy shit, if this makes <laughs> Disney publicity as an advert... <laughs> We're going to appear for this perfect father and son moment in front of Spaceship Earth <laughs> with a, a thermal detonator of, of Sailor Jerry and a thermal detonator of Four Roses. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, we, they let us go and we had a little trundle around the World Showcase and enjoyed our thermal detonators. There you go. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> to, to be fair. I think even if they know, they, they play stupid. They're not. As long as you're not stupid. Yeah. It's simple as that. We literally walked into Magic Kingdom with coffee cups, Star Wars coffee leaking. cups filled. <laughs> that were leaking yeah, yeah, yeah. rum. Oh, yeah, Captain Morgan will go right through them. Yeah, Captain Morgan will right, eat right through styrofoam. Brilliant. And we were taking a picture in front of the big Christmas tree at the uh, town square in Magic Kingdom. And the cast member, the photo pass cast member, says, you can put your coffees down right here. <laughs> coffee. coffees. <laughs> yeah, right I think coffee. I might have had some coffee in mine. It's three in the afternoon. It's not no, coffee. No, it was the morning. <laughs> it was the morning. <laughs> I mean, I may have had a splash of Dr. Pepper in mine, but it was uh, mostly just Captain Silver. Oh, Dr. Pepper, I can do that. <laughs> no, but the reason I said about the Lafroy gag, because um, last year my son and I went to Glastonbury, the music festival, for his 18th birthday. And it was a, I don't know if you know Glastonbury, but it's a 280,000 people. Amazing musical festival. And we had the Camelbacks, you know, Camelback backpacks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for liquid. And his was full of Sailor Jerry's and mine was full of Lafroig. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. And he said, That's a lot of Dad, It's like a gallon of. Uh, it was, it, that was a couple of two and a half litres in there. And we, we took a couple of days to sip through it. But uh, he said, Dad, that actually smells like actual factual dirt. <laughs> 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 he, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Because I was leaving, he had to take the uh, camelbacks to him to his uni accommodation. He said I had to throw it out. It was that stinky <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> there was no cleaning this. <laughs> he said I can't do it. You'd have to buy a new one. <laughs> We've all been there with underpants. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, mm. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't clean the stains out. Ah, yeah. actually, not mine. They weren't my. I'm not helping myself right now. No, you're not. I, actually, next time you, you you meet my Chris, ask her about her knowledge of skid marks. <laughs> no, it's, it's, a, it's a word she learned. She didn't know what it meant, and we've been together a few years. And so, we, so we were just joking on about skid marks and. <laughs> It apparently Wait, it doesn't was this translate. Was a practical knowledge that she had to learn no, no, on the spot? No, no. Or? It just doesn't translate, apparently, in Asian. <laughs> uh, anyway, I digress. Um, of, of all the all the parks you've been to, yep. 
And this and this is this is an important question. Which park has the best castle? Ooh. I've got a feeling it could be Shanghai. But Real, I can't okay. say that for definite because I've never been there. Okay. Well, it out of the ones you've been to. So the ones I've been to they all have their own merits. Um, Hong Kong Castle is actually under renovation last time I was there because they're adding all sorts of shit to it. For I think they're going to put Marvel windows in and all sorts. They've gone Marvel overload there, which is okay. Um, my favourite castle. I like the dragon underneath Paris Castle. I would actually say it's between Anaheim and Orlando. I like the Anaheim one because it's traditional. Mm. It's it's small. It's very very small. When you first when I first saw it, I went, oh wow, it's not quite as big as Cinderella's castle. You know what I mean? It's better than what Tim said. No, I, I know. That. <laughs> I actually know the answer. It is Cinderella's castle because every time I see a Disney movie, wherever I am in the world, and I see those opening sequences where the firework goes over the castle, or it's a fly through, or it leads you into the Lion King jungle, or wherever it is. It's that castle. And I know exactly where I want to be when I see that castle in the cinema. Sorry, theatre. Theatre. <laughs> theatre. Theatre. Cinematech. 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 <laughs> Kino. It's, yeah, I, I, I mean, that's the only one I've seen. But when I've watched videos and stuff like that, it seems like it is the largest of the castles. Is what it seems like. It yes, for sure. Anymore. For sure. Oh no! I think Shanghai has, been... has the largest castle right now. Tokyo, Tokyo okay. is actually um, very nice, but it's not um, the most striking object on the park for me. I don't know why. Just I don't know if it's just the approach to it, <clears throat> or you kind of come through a, a sheltered area, and then you see the castle. And it, I, I don't know. It's just Tokyo's okay, but it's nothing special, nothing different. Well, Tokyo not... is like the only like main street that's covered, right? Yeah, it's good. Well, like, let me just think. I think Paris Studios, Disney Studios, is covered. But yeah, it's covered as you walk into Tokyo, and that's what I'm saying. You don't quite get that effect because you're focused, your vision's tunneled because you're, you're undercover, and then you see the castle when you come out. Whereas, I know in Florida, I love the fact that. As soon as you get to the, oh, what's it called? The ticketing and transit. TTC. TTC. I can never get that right. As soon as you get that. TTC. Yes. Ticketing Transportation Center. Center. Center with an ER, not an RE. Yeah, we spell things right on this side of the pond. Center A. To be honest, as you know, I spell most things American here with these days. I can't spell, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) Adam makes up his own rules. Yes, I make up my own rules. I make up my own spelling for everything. You you just have a a smattering of bloody bloody on a smattering. I'm just going to say it's the British way from now on. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, I always say to people, oh, it's because I, I work with Americans. I, I have to speak American. <laughs> I'm going for it. <laughs> but no, you get to the TTC and you see the tip of the castle. Just the tip. Doesn't mean anything. It's just the tip. <laughs> and you, you can see that approaching you and it grows and it, it gets bigger and bigger as you get towards it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm five right now, so pay no attention to me. 
It's only the tip, Adam. It doesn't count. Yeah, yeah well, it grows, and it gets bigger and bigger as you get towards it, so it's fine. But everything else gets smaller and smaller as you yeah, get yeah. towards it. Oh, that's just the forced perspective. That Well, it makes it look bigger. the angle. I need some forced perspective, sir. No, but anyway, back to the reality of it. <laughs> back to the real question is that Tokyo, you don't get that approach, whereas you get the anticipation with the other parks, I think. Okay. You feel me with anticipation? Shun. Anticipation. I'm just a sweet transvestite from, from transsexual transvestite. <laughs> Why don't you come up to the lab and see what's <laughs> on, on the slab? slab. <laughs> I see you quiver with anticipation. Such a great movie. No, I went as magenta when I went to Rocky Horror. <laughs> is there a picture of that? <laughs> there, apparently there is somewhere. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually... A funny aside, and you can put this in the show if you want, but I don't care. It's nothing related to Disney, but I remember, oh, this was 20 years ago, I was in a show in England. I used to sort of do a part-time acting sort of career. And for some reason, I was working for a large oil and gas company at the time, and they wanted to psychoanalyze all of us for some reason. <laughs> it's like, apparently we were all a bit nuts because we worked offshore, worked in strange places. And I had a, a psychiatrist basically talking to me about how I function. And she was very politically correct, very this, very that, and says, uh, so tell me, Chris, what do you do in your spare time? I said, actually, on a weekend, I dress as a woman and sing songs in bars. (laughs) None of you are taking this serious. I've had enough of this. I said, actually, I find that quite offensive. I do dress as a woman and sing in bars on a weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was in the show. It was a bit of a drag act I was doing. And she'd absolutely lost it she didn't know what to do it was fantastic <laughs> she said about all these rough and tough guys and suddenly one of them's pulled like called her on it she she took offense that i was not taking it seriously well actually you're not taking me seriously i passed with flying colors there you go because she didn't know what to do with it just just this one's crazy yeah. I, I don't care yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> but that's that, there are pictures of that somewhere as well apparently no i i want to see I want to see the Rocky Horror picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to try and find that. That would have been back in 90-something. Okay. Oh. That's a mission for fun. you. I, I do enjoy Rocky So Horror. many things were back in 90-something. <laughs> Anything worth forgetting happened in 90-something. Well, you see, that, that's I, I the great thing well. about growing up in the 80s and 90s, because computers... Didn't there was do no what internet they did. proof. Oh, there was no t- there's no telephones. It's great. No, there were telephones, but there were no pictures from the they telephone. Exactly. You had to actually rip out a camera and then try to get it developed somewhere. So good luck with that. And it cost money. Yes. Yeah. So where were we? We covered all the parks. Saved in your iCloud. I think we covered all the parks. Yeah. Paris pop. We've covered yeah. drinking. We've covered eating. We've covered parking covered attractions we covered what do you want to bring and the best castle and we covered you know character interactions cast and the members uh, so question for you cast guys members the call boy <clears throat> so if you were to be allowed tomorrow to travel to either paris tokyo or hong kong or anaheim which one would you go to which mm. park is open 
All of them. They're all open. Shanghai, Shanghai open. is open now. Okay. Shanghai yeah, just, open. Yeah, Shanghai's open now. Yeah, I actually open, just yeah. read through, I got an email from them, uh, just, a, just a bulletin saying that they are actually open now mm-hmm. with live pictures from them. Yeah, they just opened today. Yeah, I saw the video yesterday. this morning. It was pretty cool to watch. Yeah, or tomorrow, I think it's a good, depending I think it's a good on where thing. you're at. <laughs> yeah, oh no, yeah. Uh, it's probably closed now. <laughs> <laughs> I would want to go to Tokyo. Yeah. I think, and, and it sounds like I'm copying everything off of Adam and, and some of off of Chris, but hey, listen, when you grow up in the States, Tokyo is one of those locations, or Japan in general, that is, it, it seems like it's just so crazily different, and I think part of that comes from the stigma that came from World War II, and they were mm. our sworn mm. enemies, and then, you know, shit went down, and 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 now they're they're not, and it just seems like that's the place that I would want. And I don't even know that I'd want to go there to to go to the park. I mean, I would want to go to the mm. park, but I think I would mostly want to go to Tokyo. Or, yeah. or Japan because Japan is so full of just everything bonkers that that that, that just you know is, is is awesome there everything that, that they've got the big city they've got the, uh, the, the the mountain regions you know they've got the lowland areas and everything you know as long as it looks like it does on TV it looks beautiful if it doesn't uh, then, then I only want to go to the good looking places yeah, and I think it'd be great to see Fuji you would not be disappointed with uh, Japan for sure. As I said, Fuji for me, the fact that I could look, Fuji-san, as he's known, I could see Fuji-san from my office window. I was just thinking, what the fuck? How did I end up doing this? This is amazing. I, I can't, I, I do interviews about Japan quite a lot, obviously, but it's just an incredible experience to think I've done that and I would go back tomorrow. I really would. The f- also Wagyu. Oh, oh it's not. didn't talk about Wagyu. It's not hmm. for me. It's it's about experiencing as much of the culture that I could. It's about. Yeah. It's not just about seeing the pretty. It's also seeing the not so pretty. And I don't know if yeah yeah absolutely yeah if that I've makes seen... sense. It, it's like I don't want to go visit somewhere where I only see the touristy areas. That I can no, no, do that no, no, no. pretty much anywhere and see the most magnificent sights to be seen. I want to know where the locals eat. I want to go yeah, where the yeah, locals eat. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to go where everybody else does. Yeah, and I've been fortunate enough that in my line of business, that's what I get. I get some local people and just say, take me here, take me there. Um, I want to do what you do. It gets you into some funny places. You see a bit of a dirtier side, darker side of it. I went I'm fine to, with that. <laughs> I was out with some, you know, you've seen the stereotype Japanese businessman with his tie around his head mm-hmm. getting yes, smashed yes. in the yakitori after work. It exists. Does Absolutely it... exists. That's awesome. Um, I'd go to the office and my office in Yokohama, the nearest bar to where I worked was the Hard Rock Cafe, Yokohama. Apparently, if I flash my badge from work, I get 50% off everything. Nice. Consequently, it's the cheapest beer in Tokyo. <laughs> so we go there, you make friends, but then you'd sort of slink off into various parts of Yokohama with the Japanese guys, and they're just full-on craziness. But I remember going to an, a club somewhere in, in Yokohama, and it looked a bit dodgy, to be fair. And it was a little bit once we got in. It was, it was nice enough, but it was very Japanese. I remember in Korea... If I went to a Korean-only place, I would get not allowed in. They would actually have a sign saying Korean-only. Wow. Whereas the Japanese are a bit more 
relaxed on that kind of thing. And we're walking to this place and I said to the guys I'm with, this is a couple of managers from the company I was working with, I'm not going to get in there. No chance they're going to... Oh, come in, Chris. It's Chris and it's good fun. So what is it? Ah, oh, you'll find out when you get there. I mean, it turned out to just be a, a normal crazy bar with karaoke and things. But we're walking in and I'm thinking, it's all Japanese. I'm not going to get in. And I said to the guy I was with, I said, what do I do? He said, just look Japanese as we walk in. <laughs> I said, how the fuck am I supposed to look Japanese? Just bow a bit. Well, you bow a bit. <laughs> yeah, you're too tall. <laughs> Scrunch down a little bit. But I got in. It was it was a very bizarre experience. One of those crazy nights. But but that's what you get. You get these strangeness. And going back, sorry, it just reminds me of things. Going back to what I said about how nice the people are there. This was in a kind of small street of um, near Yokohama. I can't remember the area. But anyway, it's very small, old town. And it was about three o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking, I need to get back to my apartment. This taxi driver pulls up. The taxi drivers have the little caps on, the white gloves, very nice taxis. The automatic doors open, get in. Taxi driver spoke zero English, but he got me home. Fantastic. I said, I live in Minato Marai, take me there. Ah, yeah, yeah, I know it, I know it. So sign language, we got there. And he got me home safely, made sure I got in safely, then he left. Turns out about a month later, I'm in the same predicament, wandering around the streets looking for a taxi home. Same taxi driver pulls up. Get out. I thought I, he said in his broken English, I thought you might be here. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) So he said, hop in, I know where you live, sort of thing, or. (laughs) <laughs> got me home. I was like, this is amazing. I love this country. That's awesome. <laughs> he just said, oh, I was, it's, it's broken English. He said, I basically, I'm kind of a loose end. I thought, I'll check if he's there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that kind of attitude. Korea wasn't quite like that, but Japan was. Um, I loved Korea, don't get me wrong. But uh, Japan was that little bit special, that little bit extra. You can be in the strangest of places and strange things happen. Although I did meet one woman who said she wanted to practice she wanted to practice her English with me because she was she'd been to England. I said, "Oh, where in England did you go to?" She said, "Scotland." Oh, jeez. <laughs> that one's for Chris Collar, actually. <laughs> Appreciate that one. <laughs> but yeah, you, you end up in these sort of strange scenarios that are just completely off the wall, and that's what I love about how lucky I am to do what I do sometimes to get in those in that, in that kind of position. Tim, do you do you have a spot you would want to go? Oh yeah, Tokyo for sure. Yeah. Are we all three going to Tokyo? We're going to Tokyo, oh, Tokyo. Yeah. I, it's, To be honest, just, make it happen. If we if we all just a, in the Tokyo. park seems to be just from what I've seen out of all the parks, it seems to be something that's more up my alley with all the steampunk influences. Yeah. yeah. I think it's and the... after watching, I know I referenced it before, James May, our man in Japan, and he literally did Japan for. A, like, I think two months it took him from North Japan all the way to oh, South Japan. Wow. I'd love to. Is you can experience all the seasons in Japan in a couple of days. Yeah, absolutely. The mountains of Fuji all the way down, and he went to those places that Chris was talking about, where the out of the way, where the you know, Japanese businessman or where the ties are on ahead, or you walk into these little restaurants that are probably no bigger than this room that I'm yeah, sitting in right yakitori, now. Yakitori bars. It's the little grills. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like strangers and they just welcome you and you sit down and you eat and drink with them and then you leave. Yeah, yeah. It just it just looks so inviting and so welcoming and so mm. 
friendly. I it is. Want... It's ex- exactly what it is. It's plus I want to see the robots fight. That was in France, San Francisco. All I want to do is go find Harajuku girls and actually look at them and like check that out and just. Oh, Harajuku is amazing. That's the stuff that I love. Like that. Like growing up in New York, that's what my club days were about: being outrageous and crazy. Same in London. Yeah. And just being as uh, loud as I possibly could be and still be human. And it's just, that's, the, I would love to see that in a different culture and how that mm-hmm. looks. So the, Japan is, is one of those spots where I will get yeah. to one day once I have a lot of volume to get on that plane flight. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you say, you can be whatever you want to be and nobody cares. Yes. Because I'm like kind of a foreigner in my own country sometimes, I come back to the UK and I may be dressed a bit or a little bit different to the trends. And people say, Why are you wearing that? I don't know, it's what I wear. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like what it's I gross. do. It's like, <laughs> so I, I don't really care about all that. It's, like, it's I've been lucky enough to be given the chance to do what you want and not really care about it, you know what I mean? But as you say, Tokyo, so Harajuku is amazing around <laughs> It's, it's just stuff that I want to see and realize, like that I've I've read about and studied, and it's just it's stuff that I want to do. It's just something that I need to see. Yeah, and and the redneck in me did take me to Hooters in Tokyo as well. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean something Hooters like Schlongs Singapore. or something for me. Hooters is not going <laughs> to do. Studio <laughs> <laughs> Ghibli will be open in a couple of years. It's open now. I thought. Or do they next have year, a museum yeah, next year. That's next year for that's the That's one of my regrets, actually. I didn't go there when I could have. Really? Yeah, and that's why I would go back. Yeah, yeah. We'd have schlongs and studio dribbly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness, guys. Uh, so where were we? So that's Tim, Adam, Mikey, did you? Mm-hmm. Mikey said, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we all, we all want to go to Japan, and it's going to cost me a lot of money just to get there. It would be amazing to have some sort of meetup there, though. That's what I always That's think. That's my dream. The, yeah. Even it's if it's not a meetup. I just, there's so much there that I just, yeah, I, yeah. I feel I need to see. Hong, Hong I'm probably Kong just going to take a boat. Um, interesting, though. Hong Kong has another theme park called Ocean Park, which is more thrill rides, but you could do that. You could do Disney. But you could also spend two or three days in Hong Kong itself. It's amazing. You see, for me right now, Hong Kong's kind of scary, though, with everything that's going on, what was going on over there. It's... Yeah, but I know people who live there, and it's not quite as scary where okay. they are. It's only it... very much in the localized areas. Fair enough. I just, yeah. that, that that's the way I was looking at it. It's like, eh, maybe not Hong Kong. But, I mean, mm. I want to see Hong Kong. I still want to see Shanghai. Yeah. yeah. I, I, but, but for me, if I had to choose one, Tokyo is oh, Disney Sea alone. Disney Sea alone, yes. absolutely, hands it down. Is just from what I read, from what I've watched, from what I've seen, just with ride throughs, looks mind-blowingly amazing over anything yeah. we have. I mean, if I I want to do the pretend underwater ride yes, so badly. Yes, yes, yes. So you have badly. These huge spotlights that you can shine on various yes. creatures, mm-hmm. and it's never the same because you're always looking for other things when you're in there. Yeah, I love that. Because, I mean, when we started this episode, we were talking about, you know, 
Tokyo and Disney Sea and stuff, my brain takes me back to like one of our first couple episodes, first dozen or so we did, where we did the uh, the Sea Pavilion, and we talked about the hydrolators. Yes. Oh, and yes, that, yes, yes. That's so that <sighs> simple level of technology they use in the hydrolators is is what they're employing in that ride in Disney Sea. To make it look like bubbles are coming up on the windows and make you fit, feel like you're underwater. And I'm just like, I, I want. I, I didn't get a chance to see the hydrolators. I would have loved that. I want to. I want to experience this ride, for the same reason. I'm trying to think what it's called. Terravators. That's what they call it. There. There's the terravators when you go to Journey to the Center of the Earth. Is that the terravator? You go kind of like the hydrolator. It's exactly like that, and that's what I miss from Epcot. It's not there anymore, is it? No, it's, no. it's been no. gone for a while. See, I, I, miss, for a while. I miss all that. And I miss Seabase. What was the Seabase called? Seabase Alpha. Alpha. Alpha, yeah. I miss that. And there are still some signs up that say Seabase Alpha, but they don't call it that yeah. anymore. But if you go on the Terra, I think it's Terravator. So you're going through the Earth. And it's exactly like that shuddering. It just, you feel like you're moving downwards. And the Traveler, it always did it to me, you know what I mean? It's, and it, that's a fantastic um, physical effect that happens on that I want to ride that ride there's yeah. just so much I want but, to do I just want to walk around but you gotta <laughs> when you're on it just don't forget it's test track <laughs> that's the other thing <laughs> I mean it's a very good version of it but for me the one I'm trying to think there's a roller coaster in Tokyo Disney it's called Oh, I can't remember. Sorry, I'd Google it, but I can't. Um, there's, anyway, there's a roller coaster on there, and it's like kind of like a, a three out of ten roller coaster. You know what I mean? It's like it's near Indiana Jones, and it's really poor, but it's kind of a bit of a filler. <laughs> mm. The haunted mansion there was very good. They had a really nice walk through the, like a pet cemetery and all that kind of thing as you go in. That was very good. I seem to remember. I'm trying to think. I actually went to Tokyo Disney quite a few times on my own. That's <laughs> really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. And that, that, um, yep, words are hard to find right now, gentlemen. About that time. <laughs> the, um, Adventurers Club themed restaurant they have yes. in Disney Sea. <clears throat> Magellan's something, I think, or I discussed. No, it's, it. it's, it's Explorers Club. Adventurers mm-hmm. Club. Is it Adventurers oh, Club? Oh, is that what it's called? Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm just going to check, actually. Get that big-ass leather-looking globe in the middle of it or something like that. I, that's another cool cool thing in that park I'd, I'd want to experience. But really just in general. Oh, yeah, Magellan's. Yeah, Magellan's, yes. I, Magellan? Yeah, Where the hell are Magellan. you from? Do you, also, was, do you also watch animated GIFs? He was the, he was the um, Portuguese explorer, wasn't he, who disappeared around the... Magellan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Ferdinand Magellan. <laughs> No, I was thinking of the Explorers Club restaurant. Well, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I've never been there, obviously. <laughs> I do good to get to anywhere in Orlando right now. I, actually, the one thing, would, the one thing I from say, Orlando yeah. I would take back is the Adventurers Club. Give me the original oh, yeah. Adventurers Club Hands with all down. its faults any day. Ah. Adventures Club and Mannequins. Give me back Mannequins, oh, please. Yeah. Wow. That's the old uh, Pleasure Island, the road, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, with the rotating dance floor yeah, and the yeah. 
I've been in the white yeah. wall. You're good ah. until you try to get off the rotating dance floor. That's five hours <laughs> long. You're fine once you get on, but getting off is a totally different experience. Oh, oh my, I, my little sister, my baby sister turned 21. We brought her there. We got a <laughs> drug and she fell on the dance yeah. floor. <laughs> she was half on and half off. So she was, as it was moving, the top half of her was standing still because she was on the non moving part, and the bottom half of her was spinning. It was, it was just a hot mess. It was so funny. That, that, that's, a, that's a new dance move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've actually done to the floor. While I've got spare time on my hands, I've been looking through the old Disney videos from like eighties and nineties. It's so much has changed. You don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Give me, give me Pleasure Island again and Disney oh, yeah. Quest. Uh, Jessica's of Hollywood. I can do without Disney Quest just from the 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 the. How can I put this nicely? The the smell. Order. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. a sweaty kiss. Disney Quest smelled like all of the GameStops combined. Yes. <laughs> I really wanted to do that though when we went on our first time, and I was and I got like the brochure, and it's like Disney Quest. What's that? Looked up, I'm like, oh my gosh, honey, we can do this. And I've got a, uh, I, I got buy one a Bogo. I got the Bogo to get into this. This what is it? And well, I it's, could it's, just pictures. You stuff. know, it's. It's, putting her hands on couldn't. her hip and saying, "We are not in Disney to play video games." <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it went like this: it was Bogo, but what about the rest of us? You're buy one get one. There's still three of us left, and I'm like, uh, "Oops." <laughs> we we used to do the uh, water boys, parks Ferda. fun and more option, which included a pass to Disney Quest. But it was, it was also when we went in the summer, so the parks were open later. Yeah. So And it was like, we did it like two or three times. Think of it as like five floors of half as fun of Dave and Buster's. Yes. Of we what? Don't, we don't have a Dave and Buster's here. It was... It was What's a Dave and Buster's? It was good for what it was. It, yeah, right? <laughs> I'm with you, Chris. It's an adult arcade okay. kind of thing. Ah. Yeah, it's like an is adult arcade. Is it like Schlong? Or is it like... like... Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings with video games. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. I can do that. With decent food, and yeah, the food court is like on the top. See, floor. we have we have three Buffalo Wild Wings in Manila, so I'm pretty happy with that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just the smell, the GameStop yeah, smell. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. What I clearly remember of, and the the, the ancient games that haven't been rotated out in yeah. a couple of years or decades. Well, but they had that Buzz Lightyear game. Where you had to drive this little thing around to pick yeah, up some stuff and shoot me. Oh, it's tiny. Yeah. Was it? Oh. Actually, now, now, they, now you're talking about an attraction that can go for me anytime soon. The Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. <sighs> oh, I love that ride. Oh, I used to love it. I really used to love it, but oh, it needs to go. Okay, so you and, you and Chris have to come here to Pennsylvania. <laughs> And we have to take you to Hershey Park and do their version of that ride. <laughs> it's such a train wreck. It's awesome. I would love to go to Hershey Park. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It, it, Say the word. It's a lot of fun. But, I mean, if you you have to like throw rides. Oh, no problem. Yeah. It's all it's roller coasters. all about roller coasters. I, the Hershey Park has some. We have, actually, for Pennsylvania, and you never really think about it, we have some really badass roller coasters. We have know, Dorney Park. I'd never heard of Hershey Park until I met you guys. There you go. But you look up Dorney Park, you yeah. look up Hershey Park. We we just they just installed a new roller coaster yeah. on Hershey, so Candemonium. Yes. 
So I, I like actually. I remember talking to Josh Washington because he lives in Ohio, doesn't he? Yes. And what's the what's the yeah, park he, there? He keeps on Cedar, Cedar, Cedar Point. Cedar Point. Yeah. So I remember we were drinking a we were drinking the Louis the expensive one with that night talking about Cedar Point. <laughs> and then we talked about. I said that oh, would be a really cool thing to do: Ohio, Pennsylvania, and then work our way down to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really good coasters and a lot i mean if, if you're into it i mean it oh, depends because a lot of people like todd miller i'm not looking at you at all who <laughs> won't get on a roller coaster for their he's life the per, he's on the purse holder when we go oh can i can i quote tower of terror sham sham there's an eyeball <laughs> <laughs> that was my uh best yasquatch impression <laughs> <laughs> He knows who he it's is. Not as good as your Wyoming accent. Hey, but... I'm from Wyoming, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great story. I don't think we've ever told that story, have we? That was it. Uh, Mickey's not so scary, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Last year, yeah. I was, I was with him running around like nut jobs trying to get all the freaking haunted mansion things. Yeah, we were online to get one of the. Um, I was either the donut bucket yeah. or something. It's near Pico Bills. And the cast member. Yeah, right across from Pico Bills. And one of the, the cast member asked, Chris, oh, I love your accent. Where are you from? And straight face deadpan goes, Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were English. <laughs> and she, she just looked at him like, I thought you were British. <laughs> Funny you say that because, oh, was it the first sheet up we went to? We did the Disney cruise, which we should talk about before I go. And we were down in Naples and went across to Jupiter near Miami. And walked into a... We were just driving around. Had no hotel for the night. This'll do. Found a marina in Jupiter. Walked into the hotel. Got checked in. There's a bar. Ah, great. Couple of beers. As we walked into the bar, everybody's doing comedy British accents. So I walk up to the bar and order <laughs> drinks. And I've been there 20 minutes. And I said, oh, can I get this? Are you British? Yeah. Oh, we thought you were joking. <laughs> Oh no! I, I wish I'd said, well, actually, I'm from Wyoming. <laughs> East Benign, Wyoming. East Benign, Wyoming, exactly. <laughs> uh, Mr. Wizenhunt, you're shaking your head. <laughs> no, I just, it's, you know, as funny as everything is, it's only funnier whenever you say it in German. That for some reason that just makes it so hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of the, it's one of those romantic languages, isn't it? That just rolls oh, yeah, off the German. tongue. It, it, it is. is. Yeah, it's it's very soft. Right up there with it's Hebrew. Well, it's round on the edges. Oh, yeah. I worked it's right in, up there with Hebrew. I worked in Germany. <laughs> they <and> love. <laughs> <laughs> I worked in Germany. Are you and, speaking? Uh, or are you clearing your throat? My German was pretty good, actually. Apparently, when I'm drunk, I speak fluent German. Oh. Apparently, even the German guy said to me, "I'm pretty good." But I remember landing in Dusseldorf and I was working in Essen and a taxi driver picked me up and we're coming in and he says, uh, oh, so what do you think of our city? I said, oh, it's pretty good. You've got this amazing motorway straight down the middle of the city. I really like that. It's very quick. He said, oh, yes, your RAF bomb it. We put a road on it. But German people have the best sense of humor ever. Mm. Never be said that German people are not funny, because I had an amazing time in Germany. It's a place I did. I actually miss going there. I haven't been there for a few years. It's very good. All right. Basically, tonight, we've been kind of just going to Disney all around the world from our own homes through the uh, the wonderful memory 
of of, of Chris Carter, the some, sometimes fuzzy memory of Chris Carter, uh, <laughs> as the stories came out. <laughs> Um, going to be honest with you, there there may be some alcohol induced discrepancies with your story about Cinderella. No, that um, is the picture God's didn't honest happen. truth. That's <laughs> absolutely exactly what she it. said to me. It's there in the wank bank. Don't trust me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, right, right there in the old safety deposit oh box, huh? just in case. <laughs> Well, listen here, uh, Gus. Gus, I, I appreciate you being on the show with us tonight. Um, um. <laughs> with your blippity bloppity, blippity bloppity, blippity bloppity, blippity spank bank. Put them together, and what do you got? Blippity bloppity boop. I have, I have to, I have like probably 15 minutes of pre-roll that I can use <laughs> of cold opening, basically. Um, it's going to be fun to cut this. So it's not going to be the frog and pussy but, show. Uh, so many of us, you know, we go to Disney World a lot, and we got a lot to go to Disneyland. But you know what? It's just difficult to experience Disney overseas and then over overseas because you've got Paris, and then you have all of them that are in the uh, the Asia. So we don't. It's not easy, and you've been, um, you know granted an opportunity with where you've worked in, in your life yeah. to experience all that and and you've seen it change and um it, it's good to get your uh, uh nope what's the word i'm finding it adam i know you looked up liberty it's not Lobity. foresight it's not hindsight it's a different kind of sight insight <laughs> why do i why am i the one closing it down it's good to get your insight um how those parks kind of operate compared to what we usually experience and it really does listen you've you've sold me on tokyo oh, disney i cannot say enough about um, tokyo you ha- we all have to go there but i i will i will go first i will yeah. say thank you for for coming on the show again um i feel like we tried that's to nice. resurrect Mikey, you're gonna let you go first and not the guests go first that's cool i figured i'd let him go last he's the headliner okay chris thank you for being on and and staying up with us and I, I i just but before i i sign us out before i sign myself out i gotta know behind you in the window where the shade is pulled up is that a snowflake no uh, it's just a young teenager <laughs> <laughs> my goodness shit my goodness that was awesome <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not even going to try to push him on where I see the snowflake, and I'm just going to say, hey, uh, Tim, <laughs> fix this. <laughs> well, listen, we've known Chris personally now for about two years. And a half. Yeah. And it's always an interesting time when we're hanging out with him, and this is no different. <laughs> Whether it's his, his custom-made... Converse sneakers, oh, or yeah. him telling yes. cast members he's from Wyoming. <laughs> it's always a good time, and we thank you for joining us tonight, Chris. We actually got a chance to record a whole show this time. Pro- possibly, oh, no, we recorded it last time. <laughs> well, yeah, until MI6 got involved and wiped all his audio. Well, my audio is sitting two hours and seventeen minutes this time, so it, it, it could be possible. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good sign. I can well, work with that. 
Unless it's all coded. Oh, I'm dreading stopping yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> MI6 <laughs> s- scrambled it. <laughs> to be honest, though, I've got my iPhone running at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case now. <laughs> back up. <laughs> back up on back up. That's how you do it. Okay. It was a bad deal. Um, Adam, right. you, you have uh, close, close. I know okay. there's some housekeepings and what some have Some housekeepings. You. Um, everything from what we know right now is still going forward for August. For right now, I, I don't know what the future holds, unfortunately. Um, November is still right around the corner. A lot of people are booking their reservations. A lot of people have booked their dining and all that. So hopefully we're back to normal soon. All that being said, Chris, that's something earlier in the night that I want to bring up is that we never would have met all you lovely people without this podcast. It was kismet for this to still happen. It was still continue. Um, Chris, every time we've seen you in the park, it's been an awesome experience. And I can't appreciate your friendship enough. And I just want to thank you for it. So thank you, sir. Thank you for coming on tonight. We truly appreciate your time staying up till almost three o'clock in the morning just to hang out and talk with us. So thank you. What he said. (laughs) Because he said it better. Yeah. We can't really follow that, can we? Just... Well, look, the fucking sun's about to come up behind I'm Chris Snowflake. I'm usually not allowed to go first, so I usually Get go down, last. Get down, Snowflake. Get down. <laughs> Get behind me, Snowflake. Behind me. Okay, and now, now we've gone to Ace Ventura. Uh, Chris, uh, t- take us home, and when you do, don't don't be afraid to uh, tell tell folks where they if they've just absolutely adored hearing your. Um, yes. Pool Self-promotion voice. is allowed here. Yes, how, how they can hear hear more of you to find out what, what you're up to and what your musings are yeah. and what have you. So uh, the, the, the show is yours. I mean, it's been yours all night, uh, obviously. <laughs> Take me home, but, uh, little snowflake. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so how can you hear more of me? Just keep listening to this podcast for the next two minutes, I guess. Because I've got quite a lot to say. No, I don't. <laughs> no, really, guys. Um, it's, it's been two and a half years now, I think. And yeah, give or take. I, I wouldn't say this has changed my life, but it kind of has because I've met a lot of people, as I've said, I would never, ever have met. Um, my Chris has met your partners, uh, the whole family's partners, the big girl Ohana of Sheeta's. And it's incredible to think that from such little small acorns. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Adam. Um, <laughs> right, nothing. <laughs> no, but from something, just a chance uh, listening of a podcast of Storybook Julius, next thing I know, I'm in this complete family of people who share the same... Um, what's the word, Mikey? Share the same... Insanity? Insight. Incest? No, insight, sorry. Oh, that's, that's yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. I, hang on, my mm-hmm. headphones are quickly. Well, we, oh, in, we are Ohana. The same insight where... And to all the sheeters, if you're listening, if you're not, if you're on the Facebook group, every one of you I've met, I've liked you all. I've loved you all. It's kind of one of those people, the people where everybody I've met, we get on instantly. There's nobody I dislike. There's nobody I'm going to bitch about. It's just kind of, we get on. We like the same things. It's fine. <laughs> as simple as that. You have a podcast. Now is your chance. Do it. Yeah, where can they find you? 
I do have a podcast and I have at least two listeners. One of them's Chinese and he binned me off the other week. One of them's Korean <laughs> and I haven't heard from Mr. Wu ever since, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> well, all I have to mention is three words. The latest episode. Star Wars special. <laughs> me and Snowflake. I, I that was a, me and Snowflake. There. I, I got a feeling you need to. You, you should probably mention the name of it because if someone types in Star Wars special, they're going to have to sit through twenty-eight minutes of life. Day. If you mention Star Wars special around here, you'll get a Star Wars special. <laughs> and it'll be your life to anyway no my podcast is podcast 42 and do you know why it's called podcast 42 because it's the meaning of life duh Mm -hmm. Uh, he's a huge (laughs) baseball fan it's not the meaning of life it's the meaning of life the universe and everything and everything I was brought up on Douglas Adams and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Mm -hmm. don't forget your towel don't forget your towel. Hence why my <laughs> podcast for a small time had the logo of a towel, which nobody got. You had a stack of towels. <laughs> so I changed that Some from a stack of towels. Shutterstock picture of a bathroom <laughs> is what it was. I changed that from a stack of towels to a big 42. <laughs> anyway, I'm currently everybody's third or possibly fourth favorite podcast in this group. <laughs> so, yeah, I to be honest, I'm doing it because a lot of people have said to me I should record my ramblings, my general bollocks. And if I get one listener, I don't care. I really enjoy doing it. I get to talk to myself for two hours or whatever. And it's good fun. I just talk about life, the universe, and everything. Anything in between. At the very least, your kids are listening, right? I and mean, I'm still waiting for the restaurant at the end. Oh, so Millie, I'm just saying. Millie Wiz. <laughs> Millie Wiz is the restaurant at the end of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there you, there you go. One last question for you guys: the sure. restaurant at the last—sorry, the restaurant at the end of the universe. Which one would it be? I'm not the right guy to ask because I've well, never got a good chance to do Disney and. No, well, you know take- the one that has the Bing Bang every hour, or so. Or T Rex, <laughs> the T Rex restaurant. <laughs> oh, jeez. It changes. Yeah. But what, at I, this moment, if you could step out of your door, walk several hundred miles in a millisecond, <laughs> and get to the restaurant of your choice in Disney, what would it be? The world's about to end. The universe is imploding. The space-time continuum has had enough. Do I have my babblefish? You have your babblefish? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Jika. Good. Yeah, I'll take that. Uh, Tim? Maybe Flying Fish. <sighs> yeah, you see. Mikey? Casey's Corner. <laughs> no. He Listen. forgot his towel and bought yeah. his guide. That's all I'm going to say about that. I would... Um, Actually, sorry, just, sorry, just Mike, to interrupt. Mikey, you would make a brilliant Arthur Dent. But yes, Adam and thank you. But Adam and <laughs> Adam you. and Tim, you'd make a brilliant Zafford Beeblebrox. <laughs> uh, where's where's Patricia McMillian? Oh, Trillium, she's with me. <laughs> oh, because she she's now? my dirty secret. 
And <laughs> 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 on that note, good night, everybody. I, yeah, the Casey's Corner it is. Um, we're going to end the show now. I want to thank everyone uh, for kind of doing Disney around the world yeah. with us. We, we literally drank around the world uh, with Chris Carter tonight. And remember, this isn't a goodbye. It's see you real soon. So good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. So long, and thanks for all the fish. (laughs) So long, and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We tried to warn you, but oh dear. You may not share our intellect, which might explain the disrespect. And I am the light. Ah, ben, if you're listening to this, it's the Stone Roses, as you know. <laughs> Stone Roses, I am the resurrection.